Think you know the Brooks Ghost? Think again. Introducing the all-new, better-than-ever Ghost 16. Now with nitrogen-infused cushioning for lightweight, supreme softness that feels good every step, every street, every single day. So go ahead. Take your daily joyride in the all-new nitrogen-infused Ghost 16. It'll turn your everyday miles into everyday endorphins. Let's run there. Head to brooksrunning.com to learn more. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. We've all been there. You're standing in the beer aisle, staring at the same selection that was there last week, and just wishing you could try something different. That's where Tavor comes in. Tavor is the best and easiest way for you to get the beers that you can't find in your favorite bottle shop. No need to hunt down people to trade with or worry about sending some sketchy guy a PayPal payment hoping that he delivers on the bottle that you want. Tavor has your back. They only work with independent breweries, so there's no risk of getting suckered into buying an InBev beer pretending to be a craft brew. And it's insanely easy. Just sign up for your free account, download the Tavor app, from your Android or iPhone, and you'll get notifications when new beers are ready. Just go to the app and click Get It, and they'll put the quantity requested aside for you and ship it to your door. You can ship as many beers as you want for a flat fee, and you can schedule your delivery as soon as one week and as late as five after you select the beer you want to buy. And now, fans of Craft Brood Sports can get $10 in credit after you buy your first beer through Tavor.com. Just go to our website, craftbrewedsports.com and click the Tavor link in the menu bar. Create your free account, and after your first beer is shipped out, you'll see a $10 credit hit your account. There's no commitment, no contract, no gimmicks, just great beer delivered directly to your door. Drinking beer and watching sports is pretty awesome, and one of the few things on par is drinking beer and playing video games. But dropping all that cash on games that end up collecting dust after you're done with them, well, it sucks. And there's no sense in trading in old games unless you really want to get 25 cents off your new game. There's a better way, though. Gamefly. Gamefly has over 8,000 new releases and classics available to rent for Xbox One, Xbox 360, PS4, PS3, PS Vita, Wii U, Wii, 3DS, as well as older systems. They've got it all. And as a Gamefly member, you can rent as many console and handheld games as you want and get them delivered right to your mailbox for one low monthly fee. If you like a game so much that you don't want to send it back, you can keep it for a low use price. There are never any due dates or late fees. And Gamefly also offers the ability to rent Blu-ray and DVD movies as part of the regular service at no extra charge. And right now, Gamefly is offering fans of Craft Brood Sports a premium, free 30-day trial to give you the opportunity to check out their service. To get that free trial started today, just go to GameflyOffer.com slash Sports. That's GameflyOffer.com slash Sports, Or just head on over to our website, CraftRootSports.com, and click the Gamefly link in the menu bar. End of the day, this is football. If you want to see flag football, then let's take our pads off. That would make it easier for me because now I don't got to wear heavy shit. But give us flags for me to pull off because that way I know what we're playing. You know, I signed up to play full speed contact football and we're not doing that. 
I feel like I gotta ask a guy, hey, are you ready for me to hit you right now before I hit you? And that's crazy. I'm gonna mess around and get hurt trying to protect an offensive player because he's running an over route. Damn it, your quarterback shouldn't have threw that ball messed up. That happened two years ago. That's I, I'm, I'm not joking at all. Andy Dalton threw a ball to Tyler Eifert two years ago. Tyler Eifert had to die for it. I was aiming for his gut. But if he don't die, if he don't get in the head, that's 50 grand out of my pocket though because Andy throws a bad ball. Make that make sense. And at first you're taking our money, but now, you know, you, I got assholes like Matt Hasselbeck calling me a dirty player and uh, trying my character and we've never met before. I donate more money to Cincinnati underprivileged kids and probably people on the Bengals. So don't give me that name. My nephew goes to school there, man. I take all that personally. If you don't know me, if you never had a conversation with me, don't judge us by what you see on football because football is my competitive side. You know what I'm saying? So it's just so much going on in the game right now. Yes, obviously I'm a little flustered, but I mean, we just got to do better. We got to do better. I said it yesterday. We got to do better as players when we sign the next CBA. We got to get better leadership as who's running the league because obviously everybody from fans, owners, players, all disappointed in Roger Goodell. Um, we just, we just got to do better. We can't have a guy where you just hand out discipline on how you see fit. There needs to be a set guideline of how we do what we do. There's no way I see two people get post-play penalties, post-play infractions that don't have to do with football and you get... Hey everybody, welcome to another edition of Craft Brood Sports. I am Mike, with me, as always, my main man Scott. This is Craft Brood Sports. Scott, ready to tap this keg of sports knowledge? Yeah, I'll be ready when these motherfuckers try to not tell me what is and what isn't Christmas. (laughs) Then I'll be ready. But you pump, and I'll pour in the meantime. The debate is raging. I got, I got beefs with all our craft brewed sports beefs because they don't know shit. The debate is raging. Half you assholes the... think a hot dog is a sandwich. <laughs> the other half thinks a Christmas movie. It doesn't know what a Christmas movie is. <laughs> Surrounded by idiots. How many assholes we got on this shit? <laughs> Yo, <laughs> so many. Uh, this is Craft Brewed Sports. Uh, thank you guys for listening in, for tuning in. Uh, listen on Facebook Live here. If you are on Facebook Live, make sure you share this episode. Uh, once we hit 20 shares for the episode, we're going to do a Bailey's shot dick. of Bailey's. It's been a while since we have Bailey's dick, man. Like People have not been sharing this episode nah, man, like I they had were. Bailey's dick all kinds of, on the uh, honeymoon. Well, I mean. I was drinking mud yeah. slides like I was going out of my I like that you just style. put that right in front of your camera too like oh totally shit. blocked you. <laughs> <laughs> there's a good reason why i was over there this is my first time on tv <laughs> uh yeah make sure you guys share the episode what did i say 20 or 25 20 we'll do 20 once we hit 20 we'll do a shot of bailey's if uh you're wondering why we're doing a shot of bailey's is because uh you know soccer players like to chug two bottles of bailey's and then try to hook up with hookers google it and fail miserably google bailey's dick don't Google it. Go back and listen to the episode that we Yeah, no, about. go back and listen to our show <laughs> and then Google the store. Do both. Lots of stuff that we're covering on uh, on this week's episode. We got to figure out why the fuck Roger Goodell got a gazillion dollar year a year extension. We're going to talk about possibly the oldest position player to come back to baseball. What the <laughs> fuck? <laughs> We're going to talk about Mike Mitchell. You guys heard him on the drop yes. uh, and his thoughts on football. So we're going to get into that. Lots of good stories in Upper Deck this week. Um, there's there's one. Actually, there's a couple that I as I was typing them up, I was cracking up laughing. 
just thinking of the story itself. So <laughs> super pumped to get into those stories. Uh, before we do all that, first of all, I need to apologize. Last week... Yeah, you do. <laughs> no, no, apologize first, then go. All right, I'm sorry. Because okay. last week, we never explained what the drop was. Like, I was laughing too was hard at it. We were laughing. I remember being it really was, funny. It was Boogie... Explaining Titanic. Oh. <laughs> we didn't need to explain that. Go look up Boogie movie reviews on Yahoo. Uh, well, uh, Demarcus Cousins, for those of you who don't know who Boogie is. But I he just was message. doing a movie review of Titanic, and it was the most random thing I got thing a text ever. message from Drew, and he was like, what the fuck am I listening at the start of the show? And I was like... Oh yeah, we never said, did we? We do, we were just laughing and just went right into the show, like not even thinking about it. Yeah. So yeah, I, last I week's show led off with uh, Boogie Cousins giving you a breakdown of Titanic. So apologies for not explaining that better. This week we had Mike Mitchell. We'll talk about that story here in a little bit. Let's get into the beer that we're drinking this week because I am super pumped. Like as I'm sitting here with this beer in front of me and I can smell it, I'm really excited to so to drink good. this one. Uh, so this is another one of our Tavor beers. This one is from Iron Horse Brewing. Uh, this is Cozier Sweater. Uh, this one the, was one of those where as soon as we read the description, we were like, yep, put it in the cart. Yep, We, we need that one for sure. Um, so I'm just going to give you a little bit of how Tavor described this one. He said, there's nothing better to fight off the chill than a fine-fitting sweater, except maybe a boozy, spiked hot chocolate to go with it. All that rich, thick, dark chocolate. All right, that sounds, <laughs> dirty. That sounds dirty as shit <laughs> that I'm reading it. Uh, loaded with a fair share of vanilla spicy bourbon is more than enough to warm the cockles. <laughs> the cockles? Nah, warm the cockles. Uh, it's an 8.1% ABV beer. Uh, they say there's hints of maple in addition to the oaky bite of Kentucky whiskey, maple wood. Uh, there's uh, just so much going on with this one, according to Tavor. And as soon as we saw it, I was like, yep, we're 100% in. Um, so initial thoughts. I haven't even had a sip yet. I've just been drinking Red Bull. <laughs> you're, uh, you're asking initial thoughts. I haven't touched it. Uh, initial thoughts are it smells delicious. It does. But, oh, dude, wait till you have a sip of that. You haven't had one yet either, right? You were, mm. you were drinking that other, that, uh, I was cheating on the show. Tier. Again. <laughs> Again. Second week in a row, I was making out with old man winner before the show started. <laughs> Dude, initial tastes are so good on this. It is really chocolatey. Not a lot of booze flavor, though. Wait, was this uh, <clears throat> aged in? What did we say? Uh, it's, it's bourbon Is this barrel bourbon barrel? Okay, because yeah. I was going to say, I, like, I, I, I taste a little bit of bourbon. See, that's hilarious, because I didn't pick up on any of that. It's, like, very, it, it's very light, but I mean, I tasted something. I, I could tell immediately that it was... Aged in something besides the fact that you read the description. Like, had you not read the description, I still would have picked up on that because it right away I was like, mm, there's something besides just the beer. I was like, chocolate and mm, what's that? And it, <laughs> nope. it, it's not very strong bourbon, but it's. Didn't pick up on that at it's all. It's there. Um, but I, I do like it. It is, uh, it is a super good flavor to that. I definitely pick up on the chocolate. Oh, yeah. Which is the best part of it. Super chocolatey. Mm, chocolate. <laughs> it does. I don't know if it's going to warm my cockles like Tavor said it will, um, but we can dream, I guess. <laughs> yes. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, initial taste, uh, pretty good. We'll see. See how it holds up. See how it holds up. Solid out of the gates, I am, though. I am disappointed that we're down to just like a bomber a show. 
Like that is kind of a bummer to me. Why? Because whenever we've done shows with bombers, we've never had. I know more we than always one. do, but we're very bomber heavy lately. We would do like six packs most of the time, where we'd have three beers each, and we'd get kind of shitty faced. Yeah, but I mean, I think we decided that it's about the same no. amount of beer, and these beers well, are higher ABV in these bombers that we're doing. So, well, that's the uh, yeah, that's <laughs> it's like <laughs> yeah, it, there's these fair. trade-offs. So I mean, it's <laughs> that's a fair point. If, if um, we were just trading in six packs for the same exact low low volume beer then yeah it'd be a little disappointing but we've upped the abv and lessened the amount we're taking in we're still same efficiency <laughs> that's what i like to think because last week i know you said you were hung over yeah i did get a little uh i woke up and thought huh that's a different feeling than usually after the show <laughs> might have had a little little bit more than i thought to drink last night because I felt fine at the end of the show. Like yeah. I felt good, like real good. Like all right, this is this is pretty solid buzz I got going. But then woke up and thought, hmm, I might have drank a little bit more than I thought. Like I, I wasn't up, hungover, but I just felt odd. Like I was in that weird place. I, I woke up last week between hungover and sober. <laughs> Saturday I woke up and I was like, I need all of the water. <laughs> like give me all of it right now. And then the sun woke up, and I was like, uh-oh, this is going to be a rough morning for me. <laughs> son, you just sit here and watch Trolls. Daddy's going to lay here with an ice pack on his head. <laughs> I was hurting. It was brutal. Let's get in to some upper deck before my wife hears this, and uh, I get in trouble <laughs> for being as hungover as I was. Upper deck, as always. While watching your child. Right. Well, I mean, he's going to learn I've really, <clears throat> I really haven't, just to speak on that for a second. I haven't had too many times where I've been hungover to where I thought, I can't handle taking care of the kid. I just need him to do like I, I've only had a few <laughs> of those over the past two and a half years almost. Like I'm really proud of how and, many times I haven't had that. And it there's been some nights where I thought, kid is screwed tomorrow. I hope he can take <laughs> care of himself. And then I wake up and be like, I'm good. I've it wasn't. It, it wasn't where I couldn't handle things, but no, it was. I, I get what you're saying. Like obviously Jude was fine, but it I, was like, you know, bro, just but don't. You're, you're just sitting there thinking, yell. yeah, exactly. Like, be cool. Let this be one of those mornings yeah. where you're most self efficient <laughs> that you've ever been. Like the little, the minimalist amount of shit I have to do would be great. Like we're gonna just, watch. We're gonna watch the full trolls movie. Yeah. Please <laughs> don't have one of those mornings where you need. Everything. That's all I ask. Because everybody yep. knows with kids, there's those needy mornings, and then there's mornings where you're like, "Man, today was a really good morning." <laughs> Handed them breakfast, watched a little TV, and then got on about my day. Everything was cool. And there's those other mornings where it's, "I need, I want, I need," ah, wah, uh, and you just want to punt them across the room. So thankfully, Jude cooperated and didn't get yeah. into one of those. It was very, it was very helpful on his part. Uh, all right, let's get an upper deck. Upper deck, as always, brought to you by Gamefly. Make sure you guys head on over to our website, craftrootsports.com. Not only are there awesome blog posts up there from there's sweet deals, really good writers, but yeah, yeah, our click, bloggers are the fucking shit right now. If you now. click the uh, sponsors links, I'm uh, worried they're gonna leave us. Kind of. I know. Part of me is like, hey, can you guys stop being so like, good? Like other people are going to pick up on how yeah. good you are. Be good like, enough to stay on our shit. We can't pay you, so like, don't yeah, don't, don't go do so it. don't like put out good enough stuff where people are right. like, hey, we'll pay you for this. And what are they paying you, Craft Resource? Nothing. Oh, okay. Well, we'll double that. <laughs> <laughs> Done. But make sure you guys are checking out those posts, um, and then head on over to the sponsorship page. Uh, there's. All the links are on there, but the Gamefly link is there. You get a free 30-day trial just for clicking on the link and signing up. So check that out. 
Alrighty, kicking off Upper Deck, it seems like every so often we get a story about a team getting absolutely blown out in a high school game. Uh, there's usually a little back and forth about sportsmanship, blah, 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 running out the clock, all the usual shit about one of the teams just <laughs> absolutely sucking dick and the other team being, you know, a bully and not doing something that otherwise they wouldn't ask anybody else to do. It's always that real lame shit. Anyway, uh, most people say, you know, they should just let them play so the team's job to stop scoring. Well, we have a blowout here in a situation that's really rare. A high school girls basketball team in Montana lost this week by the score of 102 to 0. Shut up. The old goose egg. Yeah. Zero. And gave up a hundred. No no layups for them. No, no, no. No free throws. No you accidental get, putbacks. You couldn't even no, get nothing. fouled no. to go to the line. Now, you might have been at the line. They might have shot zero percent, though. Oh, not might have. They did. Because they scored zero. Yeah, that's right. Not only did they give up a hundred, but they got blown out also putting up a goose egg. Several starters came down with an illness before the game. Which left the losing team with only five players, none of whom were upperclassmen, and none were over my height of five seven. <laughs> That's a rough night. <laughs> I can tell you that you don't want to be me trying to score against even high school girls. It's not gonna end well. The winning team had a full roster, including three girls that are over six foot. Holy shit. Yeah, three girls over six foot on a high school team f- is already. What the fuck impressive. are they feeding those girls in Montana? I don't know. Horse steroids? <laughs> Shit. Anyway, things just got worse when one of the only five players went down early in the second half with a knee injury. That left them to finish out most of the second half with only four girls on the floor. Woo. Brutal. That is fucking rough. That is... T- so here's what I do That's love about this That's not trial by fire. That's trial by death. Yeah. <laughs> here's what I love about the story, though. They asked the coach that lost afterwards, and those are normally the coaches that are like, you would think they just stopped trying or like run the four corner yeah, and do yeah, something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He was like, it's not like we wanted to give up 100. We tried to stop them. We couldn't. It's, it's not like we didn't want to. Yeah. We score. wanted to score. <laughs> we wanted to score. We just couldn't. We really and, wanted to score. And that was it. And the other, the other coach was like, I mean, somebody could have done something, right? <laughs> like, they went to a running clock in the second half to help speed things up because the only mercy rule in Montana is if you're up by 40 at halftime, it goes to a running clock. And that was the only rule that's in place. Huh. So that's all they could really do. Well, there you go. I did like. Just got to abide by the rules. <laughs> I like. I read. Uh, when I read the article, there was a commenter that commented on it. He said he officiates Montana high school sports. And he said that these are Class C teams, which is like the lowest, really low. Yeah. Uh, apparently, blowouts are very common because half the teams barely are able to field a team. Uh-huh. So it's very apparent that that happened. Like some of these graduating classes in these schools are like twenty kids, okay. not just like twenty girls, like twenty kids total in your senior class. So you're lucky if you've got five girls. You're lucky period. if you have enough to play. Yeah. So the winning team in this one was actually a school that combined. Because they didn't have enough to field a team. So oh. it's two schools that combined to just dominate this league with apparently. six footers. <laughs> yeah, three of them. Um, he said, too, that the uh, the football teams play six on six. They what? don't even play full 11 on 11 in that How class. the hell does that work? Uh, it's like the seven on seven scrimmage is only one less player. <laughs> right. <laughs> Those apparently work. <laughs> Hold on. What was NFL Street? Wasn't that... 
No. Oh, what was how it? many? How many people? That was more than six. You had more than six. What about Blitz? How many were in Blitz? Did you have six more on than your six. team in Blitz? Yeah. No, you didn't have more than six in Blitz, did yeah, you? Yeah, you did. You had a full offensive line, and then the two wide receivers. Uh, yeah, yeah, it was. So a full I mean. Team. Yeah, it was 11 so on these guys aren't even playing Blitz. Yeah, or NFL, or NFL Street. Street. <laughs> They're just like... Uh, I mean, seriously, six on six. If you have a center and a quarterback, what else you got? Two receivers? That's four guys <laughs> running out of bodies here. Two, no, two running two, backs. Two guards? <laughs> no, two running backs. You got a center, a quarterback, two wide receivers, two running backs, and it's... Just fucking melee. And everybody's manning up because... Oh, yeah. I mean... It's like basketball. You you got tall guy. You got tall guy. <laughs> I, I, I got I got this guy in case he comes out. You know, now that I think about it, six on six, I think that was uh, when I coached flag football with Corey. I think that's what we did with six on six. And my defense was fucking sick. <sighs> <laughs> All right, Al Bundy. Let's get into the second star. How is that album? Whatever. Because your fine. defense was sick and you scored four <laughs> touchdowns in one game to win the championship. No, I never yeah. scored a touchdown. Yeah, okay. We but that's what I'm saying. You're, you're talking shit about something that nobody If you think about. celebrations <laughs> in the NFL have gotten a bit crazy lately, you have no idea how crazy athletes can be. This is a perfect example. This week, Lillestrom won the Norwegian Football Cup. And during an event that was honoring the team, defenseman Alexander... Melgaviz? I don't fucking he's whatever. Some uh, guy. Doesn't matter his name because he decided to show just how excited he was that his team had won. He took the championship trophy, which is like a long cup, um, stripped down nude, and then put his dick in it. <laughs> <laughs> right there on the stage. Everybody on the stage is like dressed up in like suits and shit, and he just like Strips down, dick right in the cup, and just stands there and laughs. And fucked, he fucked the trophy. (laughs) (laughs) I love it. I've always wondered, like, when dudes get the Stanley Cup, if they take it home and, like, do shit like that. Do shit like that. Teabag it. Yeah, there's got to be some. I definitely want to be the first guy on the Stanley Cup team to get the cup. Yeah. I mean, because, you know, all right, they all the other guys who have ever touched it, you know, have had it. But they clean that shit and you get it back. But, the, you know, I'm guessing they don't clean it in between, in between players on the team for that year. So, you know, I'm bathing my son first or I'm dunking my balls in it first. Either way, I want to be first up so that whatever the fuck I do, all the other guys on the team have to deal with. So then when you see the pictures later on of, like, one of your teammates eating cereal out of it. Yeah, <laughs> I put my balls in that. Hey, man, you got a little something in your teeth right here. <laughs> it's my pubes. It was, it yeah. was stuck in Gretzky's name down there. <laughs> yeah. But this guy fucked it on a stage in front of everybody. Like it wasn't in his in the privacy of his own house where he's like, I'm gonna fuck this trophy one night. No, it was in front of everybody. He was like, Hey, you guys wanna see me fuck this trophy? Yeah, All right. That's my dick <laughs> in it. Right now. <laughs> Uh, I wish I could like share the picture of it just so that people could see his dick in a trophy. I mean, you don't see his dick. You just oh, see like okay. it's just like this long tube trophy that's just like sticking out from his Johnson area. All right, it's, cool. It's fucking funny. All right, well, fucking trophies. I can't wait for some football player to do that. Like, you know, somebody. You think that's a penalty? A fine? I don't know. <laughs> Nobody knows the Nobody rules knows. in the NFL. They're so gonna be probably like, not. Goodell's One gonna, game suspension. Goodell's going to be like, 
Oh, somebody just fucked the Lombardi Trophy. Do we have to? What, what do we do? We yeah. don't have. We don't have anything on the books on this one. Like so. I said, if it's anything like this week, you just get a one game suspension. Keep it moving. If you're lucky, doesn't matter. Yeah, if but you're then, white, you'll definitely get a one game suspension. Huh? Wait, what happened? <laughs> Moving on. Uh, <laughs> sticking with the NFL, uh, speaking of, uh, this year marks the 10-year anniversary uh, since the passing of Pro Bowl, which really not anniversary. I fucked that up. This is the 10-year mark. Like, we're not celebrating the fact yeah, that Sean Taylor died. And, and so many people fucked that up, and I don't want to be one of those people. So excuse me for saying 10-year anniversary. There's no celebration involved. So anyway, it, it marks the 10th year since the passing of a Pro Bowl hard-hitting safety Sean Taylor. Uh, he was one of my favorite players to watch um, while growing up, and that's a weird thing to say because he was around like right when I was in college. But yeah. he, I mean, just watching him play those few years that he was in the NFL, um, even though he's on the red Washington team. <laughs> um, <laughs> Um, his life though was tra- tragically cut short. Um, if you don't know about the story, there was a home invasion, and he was protecting his family and was murdered in his own home. Uh, but anyway, uh, I, I like to think about the good times with Sean Taylor, and he was everything I love about football. Like, yeah. I mean, if Mike Mitchell, when Mike Mitchell was talking at the open show about what he, you know, signed up to play for, that's what I signed up to watch. That's what I fell in love with. I, you know, I couldn't express enough this week how that Bengals uh, Steelers game that, that was football to me. And I, I mean, I know everybody's game has evolved and we know more, blah, 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 blah. But I, I, I came for the big hits and I came for the oh shit moments and, you know, just. You know, you never want to see anybody hurt, and I, I don't want anybody to get concussed or anybody to have CTE. Like, that's not what I'm wishing, but I, I enjoy seeing the game played hard and fast and just rough. I mean, that's what makes the NFL great. Because, you know, all our arguments about college versus the NFL, a lot of times I'd be like, well, because the NFL is just so much faster and it's the best of the best and they're hitting hard and you just don't see that as much in college because, you know, there's a lot of guys that aren't going to cut in the NFL. Well, that is totally nullified by the way the NFL is played now. It's To me, it's kind of pussified. Yeah. Not saying that it's... Let's get into that a little bit. Yeah, we are. I'm way off. (laughs) I'm going on a damn tangent and I'm I'm getting fired up. But anyway, <laughs> this has been Scotty doesn't know. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, back to what I was saying. Ten year mark for Taylor. Uh, <laughs> Sorry, uh, your wife chimed in and said Scott likes it hard and fast and rough. I do. <laughs> anyway, uh, speaking of one of the hardest hits for Sean Taylor, Google Pro Bowl if you've never seen it. Uh, Sean Taylor hit. That's the greatest Pro Bowl moment ever. ever. It's the only reason Hands the Pro Bowl down. needed to exist. Period. Yeah. They Shane Leckler, Shane Leckler just gets blown up. Just look it up; it, it's totally worth it. But anyway, former Washington running back Clinton Portis and teammate to Taylor revealed in an interview on NBC Washington that he and former uh, Washington wide receiver Santana Moss and the late Taylor would take shots of Hennessy before <laughs> games. Portis says, "Quote: Prior to the game, on our way, we would take a little shot. Not like going out and getting sloppy wasted. Just adrenaline. You know, you take a shot and you were done with it." Me, Santana, and Sean, we did this for a year and a half before anybody knew. We never told anybody. It was just, hey, here's a little sip. Bam. That was it. <laughs> Fucking awesome. <laughs> you know, I've heard from plenty of just 
athlete friends that I have that they'll do stupid things like that before game. And remember with the whole Red Sox, the the damn idiot Red Sox that won the World Series, they had the fried chicken and beer. And yeah. They were doing shots before games or whatever. But it was never Hennessy. Right. <laughs> Hennessy is, that's a black motherfucker. <laughs> but Hennessy is also hard hitting. Like to do a shot of Hennessy just to get yourself going before the game That'll get you going, all right. Well, like I think about uh, the story we did with Josh Gordon recently, where Josh Gordon was talking about how he would drink before the show. Dude, or before he said the, that the this game. past Sunday, that his first game off suspension and basically not playing football in like the last two years, first time he ever played a football game sober. That's unreal to me. That's man. insane. And you think about what he did when he wasn't sober. Yeah, <laughs> that makes it even Imagine. more insane. But is it is it one of those things where like he has to be drunk to perform? Right. You know what I mean? Like, well, if he wasn't, he came out of not being able to and had six receptions for eighty four yards. That's pretty good pretty for good a day for, <laughs> for yeah two for having years. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, doing a shot of Hennessy before the that's game. that's hardcore. But good for them. They had a brotherhood and fraternity and just a little thing. Like I like yeah. I like that it wasn't. Hey, we got wasted because, you know, there was another athlete that said he did Hennessy before games and it, it was like drunk. Remember when Ron Artest mentioned yes. that he did Hennessy? Yes. But he, he said, <laughs> yeah, I went out there and was more or less drunk. It's like, that's not cool. Like, I mean, there's <laughs> well, a lot of things involved other than just you being you know, drunk. Like, I can laugh at and glorify just, you know, taking a shot, but going out to a professional game and being sloppy. At least in basketball, it's not as bad. Like, you're not hitting anybody, so that's yeah, you, good. You can't you can't potentially get paralyzed. I mean, you could. Any, but I guess you could. <laughs> no, I no, mean, I know technically, you, I could get paralyzed right now. Right, but I mean, you could just because of it's a, a sport and there's a lot of fast moving things going on, and, and it could happen. But yeah, it's not like football where there's a high potential right. where for any, something like at, that on happen. every play. Yeah, you could it, die. Possible. Yeah. Uh, Wow. But yeah, adds to the legend of Sean Taylor and just (laughs) awesome little tidbit that we find out. (laughs) Ten years later, just randomly finding out something like that. Yeah, that's weird that this hasn't come out before this point. It is really weird. Because you would think that would have been like a story that was told right after he passed away. Yeah, or I'm kind of surprised we didn't find out why. I mean, around our test, we found out while he was still playing. It wasn't anything that, oh, around our test has been retired for a few years and now we're finding out. No, I mean, we found out while he was playing. So Kind of crazy. Uh, All right, let's move on. If you have paid any attention to even one episode of Craft Brood Sports, you will know that we here on the show love trolling. God damn right. One of our favorite things is sports trolling, whether it's a sports uh, Twitter account making fun of people or making fun of other teams. Whatever it is, trolling is uh, one of our favorites here. This week, we had a great example of it. So let's back up to last week when the Toronto Argonauts gave the Calgary Stampeders their second consecutive Grey Cup loss. Uh, with about five minutes to go in the game, Toronto returned a Calgary fumble 109 yards to tie the game. They, re- they returned a fumble 109 yards. It's better than returning an interception and not scoring a touchdown for 102 yards. Mm, yeah. Too yes. soon? No. No? No. Okay, that's cool. Fine. I, I just wanted to mention I'm that. over it. Yeah. All right, go. <laughs> Continue. Uh, at least that was just a random who gives a shit game and not the fucking The championship. Yeah, like, this is it. <laughs> Uh, So that tied the game up, and then Toronto kicked a field goal to win the game as time was running out. So an absolutely brutal way for Calgary to lose the the championship, and I'm sure after something like that happens, Calgary fans are just like, I don't even want to think about football. 
It's hockey time. Like, I'm moving right. on. It's over. Whatever. That's bullshit. It I sucks. feel like Canadians mostly think that anyway. But, yeah. right. <laughs> definitely in, in the, the moments following. Yeah, definitely yeah. in the moments following that game. Yeah. So, uh, fast forward to this week. The uh, Toronto Maple Leafs, they didn't want to let the, those Calgary fans forget it too soon. Uh, so, the Maple Leafs were actually playing the Calgary Flames in Toronto, and the game was being televised nationally in Canada. So Toronto decided that since it was their first home game since the championship, <laughs> uh, that they would do a little celebration uh, with the Argonauts to uh, start off the game. They did a uh, um, like a, an ode to the team. They brought them out, had a little ceremony, and then let some of the Argonauts do the ceremonial puck drop and just really celebrated their win against Calgary. While they were playing Calgary on national TV in Canada, where everybody, you know, every Calgary fan was like, he's mother, fuck you, Toronto. They already hate him. I mean, they already are kind of rivals with them for the hockey standpoint of it. And they're not thinking, they're not thinking anything about the football game. And then here they go trotting out this football as a reminder. Hey, by the way, this happened. Hey, you guys remember last week? Yeah. We 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 also lost this. Just saying. That's awesome. That's, That's an good, expert troll job. It's a great troll job. I love and that. Very, it's subtle. It wasn't. Because yeah. if you think about it, they probably would have done that anyways. It was the first. It, well, no right. matter who they were playing, they would have done that. But just the Championship fact that it teams was and cities usually honor Calgary. their counterparts. I think it, it would have been made better if the first home game back was against somebody else and they didn't honor the Argonauts. And they until waited they until... Played until yes. Then it would have been amazing. Yeah, because then you was like, there's clear intent. Right. Then they this thing could totally just be like, hey, I mean, it was a first home game. I mean, right. we, it was just deniability. Right. <laughs> Sean Payton. I don't remember that. <laughs> what? What but it was 100% on purpose. And cheers to you, Toronto, because that's <laughs> goddamn great. We love it. <laughs> All right, uh, if you guys haven't heard or been paying attention to the news, there's a massive amount of uh, wildfire raging out in San Diego area right now. Uh, In fact, it caused the UCLA-Montana game that was scheduled for last night to be canceled. But that didn't stop Montana from tweeting out the results to the game anyway. (laughs) Yep. You heard me right. Uh, From Montana's official Twitter feed, they live tweeted fake results to (laughs) the game that wasn't played. Uh, and th- there's so a whole good. Twitter feed. They went through games, and there's videos posted where they had like NBA Jam things and, and pictures. That they were like, "Hey, we got halftime interviews with the coach. Picture of the coach from former <laughs> halftime interviews and stuff. Really, really funny feed." And we can't That's read amazing. through all the tweets because there was about twenty or thirty of them, I think. Uh, but just some of the highlights. Um, hashtag Grizz Hoops is off to a terrific start. Uh, Montana leads 9-2 behind five points from Ahmad Rory and four down low from Jameer Akoy. And then they, they they kept mentioning in all of these posts, they, they, they'd start off and be like, no, we're not because this is not an actual game that's being played. Like They kept throwing disclaimers. They asterisked the, every single Yeah, they, they just kept throwing disclaimers at the end of every post. So that was like the theme. So the next tweet was, UCLA, which ranks 27th nationally for scoring offense, is finding its groove. <laughs> and then the asterisk again. Uh, the Bruins are within three of Montana, 24 to 21. Uh, and then, then they actually threw the asterisk in there and they said, we had to make a fake game somewhat realistic, right? <laughs> 
Another tweet later on says, Montana forces its 19th turnover of the game. Hashtag Grizz Hoops ranks 13th nationally with 18.6 turnovers forced per game. Asterisk not true. But double asterisk that it's actually true. And they had a link to the national stats where apparently... The Grizzlies are 13th nationally in forcing turnovers per game. Dude, so good. Then another tweet later on. Of course, you, you want to know what the outcome of this fake game is. So in all caps, <laughs> they sent out statement victory. Montana <laughs> earns a signature win over number 23 UCLA. Hashtag Grizz Hoops. And then the disclaimer, this game did not actually happen, but it is how we envisioned it if the game was scheduled or played as scheduled. Dude, whoever runs that account... Holy has all the shit. time on their hands and is very creative. Well, I mean, they, they clearly have all the time because the game's canceled. So it's like, well, I was going to have to do this. So right. what am I going to like? But to I make guess up, I'll just do it. Make up a scenario in your head and like <laughs> throw out stats and player names and all this stuff. And if you go look at it again, they they were tweeting the, the official Twitter handles for all the players and stuff that Dude, on, that's, on Montana. That's so funny. And they had videos linked and everything. Like If you just were scrolling through, it looked like a real live Twitter feed <laughs> of a game. Like This is exactly how they would do it if the game was being played. They took all the details into account, and it was just really, really funny. So I encourage you to go check out uh, the at Montana Grizz BB Twitter feed just to see the game uh, that wasn't played play out. That may it's have really earned a, that may have earned a follow, like right. Just just because I'm sure that they did well get done. some followers off that. Uh, I I fucking love that. That's so awesome. All right, let's do uh, last story here from Upper Deck. Um, this is a story that only. Kind of has to do with sports. It's been a while since we had a kind of? Kind of, yeah. <laughs> it, it has to do with sports, kind of. It has to do with beer a lot. There's a, there's a lot. The other of, part of our show. Yeah. Uh, honestly, it's just too good of a story not to tell. So this weekend, a video went viral of a 17-year-old fan of Sunderland AFC, which is a second-tier English professional soccer club. This kid was apparently shit-faced drunk at the game. Um, just hammered drunk. You want to know how drunk he was? Well, let me tell you. He had pulled his pants down to his ankles and was squatting on the seat like it was the toilet. Alrighty. And there's people like yelling to security like, he's curling one out, which is so <laughs> awesome. And I want to say that now every time I take a shit, I'm going to be like, I got to go curl one out. <laughs> uh, so he ends up getting arrested. Um he was put in the stadium's holding cell. It turned out that he didn't actually shit. Like, that's the story that went on was that he had shit on the stadium seat. But that ended up being false. The police confirmed that that, that didn't happen. When there was no deuce? Uh, yeah. It's pretty easy <laughs> right, to confirm. There's no, yeah. there's, there's no actual shit here, so he <laughs> couldn't have shit. Uh, but he was sitting on the seat with no pants uh, for a decent amount of time. According to the kid, he was super drunk. He said he had, quote, 12 bottles of Bud and six pints of Strongbow Dark Fruit while only eating a couple pieces of chocolate from an advent calendar. <laughs> that line That's is a- the, the only reason why this story made it in. <laughs> that makes it a Christmas movie. Yeah. See how that works? Yeah, it's totally a Christmas story. Because we threw on a, he threw in the lines about having chocolate from an advent calendar. <laughs> See, assholes, that's how it works. <laughs> Idiots. Um, 
<laughs> well, John McClain said that all he remembers for sure is getting to the stadium, going to his seat, and then waking up in the holding cell sometime later. <laughs> That's a weird way to have your day play yes. out or your memory. You you wake up in a holding cell and you're like, okay, All what right, happened? I, I, came I got to, to the, the game and I'm here. What? <laughs> I didn't shit on my stadium seat. Did I, did I shit in my seat? No, there was no shit, but you tried to shit. Oh, that's not good. No, that never <laughs> even comes across your mind. Somebody fills that detail in later. You're sitting there thinking, okay, how did I end up here? Like racking your brain. You're like... Man, I drank a lot before the game. <laughs> oh, shit, I probably should have drank all that on just those two pieces of chocolate. That was stupid. <laughs> but God, what happened that I ended up here? Like, what could possibly have happened? And then later on, somebody tells you, so, dude, you totally tried to shit on your seat. <laughs> what? I did what? No, no way. You're lying. Because <laughs> say I wake up in a holding cell and I was hanging out with you all day and you tell me something. My first initial reaction is, yeah, you're, you're bullshit and you're just... Telling me something because like I blacked out, I don't know, and yeah, I did something crazy. It's like no, 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 dude, you you really tried to shit on your seat. Oh damn. Uh, well, yeah, he uh, he he got into a little bit of trouble. So not only did he get arrested, and he's facing charges, which the charges kind of confused me because when you think English soccer fans, you don't think people being very sober. Uh, but Never. one of the one of the charges he's brought up on is suspicion of being drunk in a sports ground, huh? Right. So apparently it's illegal to be drunk in a stadium in the, this part they, of England. They they sell booze at the stadium, right? but you can't get drunk. <laughs> like you can drink, but you can't get drunk. How do they regulate that though? I mean, everybody's I mean, different. I guess it's like, hey, no, you can drink, but if you just can't do anything belligerently if, stupid, if you're trying to shit on your seat. Probably a little too far. You, <laughs> you broke the law, asshole. Maybe should have had an extra piece from that advent calendar. <laughs> should have went all 25 days in that case. He also was suspended from his job, and he expects that he's wow. going to be fired soon. Wow. This is one expensive fake shit that yeah. never happened. <laughs> Damn. That's rough. The video of him telling it is just amazing, because he's just like, I, I, I didn't shit. I didn't, I didn't shit. <laughs> that's, all, that's all he's got, though. I, I swear, didn't, I didn't I do it. I swear I didn't shit. Yeah, I was drunk. I, I admit that. But I didn't shit. <laughs> I was hammered to all high hell, but there was no shit. I can confirm. No shit. Uh, this has been Upper Deck, brought to you, as always, by Gamefly.com. And What's, not shitting. And not curling one off. <laughs> What's the drunkest you've ever been at a sporting event? <sighs> the drunkest I've ever been. Uh, I'd have to say uh, we tailgated, and I only—I think, to my knowledge, I've only been to a couple of UT games. And okay. uh, this was—I don't even remember who UT was playing. Uh, no, I take that back. They were playing Purdue because it was the same day that Michigan lost to Appalachian State. Nice, and we were tailgating. And I got hammered before we went into that game. Fantastic. I don't remember a damn thing about that game. <laughs> I, re- no, I do remember going to the seats. I remember being in the stadium. You don't remember curling one off? Yeah, no, I don't remember anything else about that day except for tailgating and talking all day about how ludicrous it was that Michigan lost to Appalachian State. And then like being in the stadium, and I don't remember anything else. But, you know, it's Jeez, funny. Man. It was one of those games where, or one of those nights where 
I drank so much before we went in the game, I don't remember any of the game. But then at some point, I sobered up enough, and we went out after that. And I remember oh, the nice. rest of the night. But there's a chunk in there of all the game. <laughs> I couldn't tell you <laughs> shit what happened in that game. But I sobered up at some point during the game, and then we went out for the rest of the night and hung out, <laughs> and I remember all that. But yeah, that I think that's hands down the drunkest I've ever been at a, a sporting event. Because usually, I don't really like to get wasted at a sporting event. Like I like to enjoy the I'm, actual event without getting too hammered to where I don't remember it. Yeah, I'm kind of in the same... Like, especially it's also when you're, expensive to get hammered at a sporting event. Right. You need, to, you need to do it situation. that way. You need to get drunk yeah. at the tailgate beforehand. Uh, That's the only way. But then, you know, you can't control if you're drinking real fast and for volume and like, all right, I'm going to go into this game drunk. Then you can't control if you black out or anything happens where you don't remember or, you know, if you curl one off or whatever. <laughs> So now that I think about it, I totally understand how this happened to this guy. <laughs> Makes total sense. Mine was uh, the same sort of thing. I went to uh, Notre Dame <laughs> game. Shitty, ma- <laughs> Shitty makes a great point. If it was the case, he should have been arrested at every sporting event he's ever attended. Ever. Yeah, dude. As far as being drunk, yeah. <laughs> That's what makes that crazy, that, that there's a law there. And yeah, I mean, I, I'm not apt to do that but i know plenty of people that you know never attend sporting events even a little bit sober so no yeah you i mean some of those you got to get drunk for well yeah like, i mean especially if your team is garbage like right no i mean there's certain be circumstances for it but there's other ones where i'm just like i just don't want to because i don't want it to turn into something where i do something stupid See, that's my problem i i get i get a little okay i get a little fighty pants when well, i get well and that's the thing but also you have the benefit see i'm being in Cincinnati and none of my teams being from here, I'm the visiting fan. So I got to keep my cool so that I don't find myself in a, a situation where I'm going to get my ass beat because I'm already behind the eight ball being a fan of the opposing team. Yeah. And if yeah. I'm also sloppy drunk fan of opposing team, I'm definitely <laughs> going to find myself where I'm going to get my ass beat. So I got to be, I got to play it pretty cool <laughs> as is. Yeah. So that's no that's bueno, that I mean, you, when you're a home fan, I feel like that's that's fine to be like slappy drunk for the team because you, you're surrounded by other drunk friends, right? So you're you're good essentially. I mean, yeah, you're saying you might be fighting, you know, you might be ready to fight somebody, but there's more people that you're not going to fight because they're on the same side as you than there are that's that you true. want to fight. Yeah. <laughs> Whereas me, you're in a, you're in the opposite situation where everybody around you is ready to fight. And, you know, if you get sloppy drunk, they definitely want to be. If you get all fighty McFighty pants, you're going down. (laughs) Especially if your team happens to be winning. I mean, the only only cool situation is, and I've been in that situation, I'm a fan of visiting teams, surrounded by a bunch of the home fans, and I'm sitting there kind of drunk, and my team's getting their ass beat, and I'm bonding with the fans because like, oh, the team fucking sucks. Like, fuck these assholes. All of a sudden, I turn on my own team because I'm drunk and it's like, well, whatever. Might as well. I'm not rooting against them, but they're losing and getting See, their ass beat. That's, when it, that's when it gets me when my team is losing and there's and I'm all drunk face and one guy that's in our section that's cheering for the other team like stands up like, sit the fuck down! <laughs> And that's when I get like the hand on my arm, like don't don't just shut the fuck up. Like, nah, fuck this guy, <laughs> asshole. Go back to where you came from. He's like, we're neighbors. Oh, my bad, man. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you're like, oh, yeah, you're an idiot. Hey, you are. And I really, I just really <laughs> want to get into the crux of this show. Um, 
That's fair. Uh, before we do that, no, let's let's do white, white motherfucker because we almost forgot last week. Uh, yes, we did. Don't want to forget it got, this week. Got away from us. Yeah, because uh, we will get uh, in depth with some of these. So, white motherfucker is the portion of the show where Scott asks me a question about '90s R&B and hip hop. If I get it right. Uh, Scott is the white motherfucker and has to do uh, Smirnoff, and if I get it wrong, I am the white motherfucker, and I have to do a shot of Hypno, but I forgot the Hypno this week. Yeah, didn't buy a bottle of Hypno, so this week, Mike will be getting iced. Nope, I'm getting this one right. I will not get iced. I'm getting this I'm going to be right. mad. If of all weeks you get this one right, I'm going to be kind of pissed. <laughs> okay. Right, hit me with it. So, and this foursome. In 1993, released the hit song, Can I Talk to You? Two of their members later left to form a duo, and that's giving you a little extra hint. Name that foursome that originally recorded the hit, Can I Talk to You? Keeping in mind that two of their members then later broke off and probably became a little bit more well-known. If I gave you their names, it might actually give you the name of the group, and so I can't do that. Okay. But, because you'll definitely, you'll definitely know the two that broke off. But okay. it makes you definitely a white motherfucker by not knowing the name of the original group. <laughs> I can tell you that. Ah, shit. All right, hang on. So... I don't know the song. I, well, at least I can't place the song. So you would know it if like, I bet you would know it if you heard it. Okay. Um, so I'm trying to think of just groups Can that I had. I'm trying to think of groups that had two dudes split off and get. So the. I feel like the only names that are coming to my head that would be like a twosome that split off would be Casey and JoJo, but I don't. I don't know if they were part of. God damn. Um, is it the Bobby Brown Four? <laughs> Fuck you! I'm giving you a chance to actually guess a real one and not do that. Uh, I uh, fuck. I'm just gonna go with one of the only R&B groups I can think of, and I'm gonna say uh, another bad creation. <clears throat> no. Okay. <laughs> you were correct with Casey and JoJo. You don't know where Casey and JoJo came from, though? No. I they don't. came from the foursome Jodeci. God damn You know who Jodeci is. I was going to say, I was like, Jodeci? and that's, that's the thing. I was like, he knows who Jodeci is if he knows who Casey Son and JoJo are. And that's why I that. didn't want to say Casey and JoJo because I'm like, that gives away the name by saying Jodeci. And so that makes you. The, this week's white motherfucker. But I, you got to give me at least. You got to be somewhat impressed that I knew Casey and JoJo came from somewhere. Well, no, that, but no, that was the thing. I knew that you would know. Like I was like, how can I ask this question where it doesn't give too much away? Because I came into this thinking I'm going to tell him Casey and JoJo came from this group. Like that was how I was going to pose. You still would have got it right. And I still got it. okay. See, I thought by saying Casey and JoJo, it eliminated because no. when you say Jodeci, it basically is Casey. Well, yeah, and JoJo, once like, yeah, as soon as I hear it, it and then I, I was going to totally say, I was like, you know, can I talk to you? You've heard the song. Yes. I guarantee you. Yes, yeah, <laughs> it's just like anniversary that started this whole right. I was just going to say it's the same exact situation. You know the song, you've heard it, and then you're like motherfucker, but. You are a white motherfucker for not Give knowing me the it without ice. having to do it. I've real is this bad that I miss hypno right now? Like <laughs> I kinda <laughs> wish it was just hypno instead of this. Um Shitty. Shitty. <laughs> Jojo came from another group. Yeah, well that's the thing though. We know you're a white motherfucker, so <laughs> just damn learn something new every day. 
<laughs> right, white he, asshole. <laughs> here's the downside of this. I and I mentioned to Scott before the show. I can't chug, so this is gonna this is gonna, gonna be to, awful. This is gonna be there's awful gonna be, for longer than would be, be need be choking and like yeah, this is gonna be bad. All right, well while he's choking on a dick or on an ice, um, recently in the Facebook Craftroot Sports group, wow, for somebody who can't chug, you're going to fucking town, you liar. Nope, can't get. That's not even look. That's barely half of the bottle. Wow, it looked like you were doing more. Ugh. It was going really fast. Yeah, but then you took it down. It's like, oh wait, it's only half. <laughs> Never mind. <laughs> All right, you go ahead and do the show. I'm gonna be over here finishing this shit. Uh, Joe did How say. How did you do this for so long? I don't know. Joe way. did say that the the song's name is actually "Come and Talk to Me," uh, and I said, "Can I talk to you?" Which is the next line in the song. It doesn't matter, Joe. He wasn't gonna fucking get it. Like I said, I originally was gonna say that Casey and JoJo broke off. So eh, it's all fair. Whatever. You finished it way faster than anybody ever thought, though. That is so disgusting. Uh, Anyway, it's been a a raging debate in the last 24 hours and continued into today. Uh, First of all, the the question was posed by one Andrew Spielman about what's the worst Christmas song, to which a bunch of assholes basically denounce Christmas music altogether, and they can all (laughs) go fuck themselves. And then tonight, the question was asked... Whether Die Hard is a Christmas movie, and the answer is emphatically no. But we want your thoughts. One, what's the worst Christmas song? And don't say that you hate all Christmas music, because we're just going <laughs> to hang up on you. And two, is Die Hard a Christmas movie? And if you say yes, we're just going to hang up on you. So <laughs> this is really only my way to go here. And four, I am four, the Christmas zero. czar, so phone lines are open. Uh, and, four, four, uh, zero, 37 drunk. Ugh. I don't know how you did that so long during the hockey thing, man. That do, makes me feel you, really bad. I was just going to say, I'm like, do you realize how awful it was every week it to makes name me... five back black hockey players and then the next week name five different ones but still not even be close and have to do that every single week for what was it, like 13 or 14 It was weeks? a lot of weeks, yeah. Yeah, it was um, a long time that I had to do that bullshit. Uh, make sure you guys are sharing the show. Did you get you... the burp? Did you get the post? It was, uh, yeah, kind of. Um it was a shake. It was that was not fun. Uh make sure you guys are sharing the show. Please share it. Because if we get to twenty, I get to do a shot of Bailey's and that'll help clear out. That you sound so awful mess. right now. I don't please share. Please share this. Share. I, I need you all to share. <laughs> don't understand. The struggle is real. Share. It is so disgusting. All uh, right, let's get into uh, the actual show. So let's start off with this. Um, since it was the drop of the show, Mike Mitchell went off and you started to go off a little bit during upper deck about focus on (laughs) football in general and mike mitchell's point being if you missed the game this week between the Bengals and the steelers it was a brutal game like it was really rough there were two guys that were given one game suspension you know what i'm gonna stop right there though the reason it it, it's considered brutal the reason why you're saying it's brutal is because of where we are with the nfl right now no dude a a guy almost got paralyzed it was a brutal game but what's funny is that was a brutal game. the paralyzing part has nothing to do with the rest of it because i almost take the paralyzed the part where ryan chazier almost got paralyzed or maybe possibly is to where he might not ever play again that is a that that is a compartmentalized part that you can take out and take away. That could have happened in any game, or whatever. That no, that it, came on just it, a self inflicted. He just went to go make a tackle. Things he, didn't go. He went. 
he he tried to spear. He right. led with this okay, helmet. But that's, that's not just. But, but what I'm I don't think you that, do that in a game that's not a Bengals Steelers rivalry because they hate each other. No, Shazier, I think no. I don't think the way Shazier go. went for that hit, I feel like he was going for a tackle, and that's just the way he was going to do it. I've seen guys go for that same thing and do the same thing, and it doesn't end up the same way. But they. Go for the spear, leading with their head, and it doesn't end up well. Now, it doesn't end up in the same position, but, you know, they miss it or something bad happens, whatever. That, to me, has nothing to do with the George Iloka hit, the the backside crackback block by Juju Schuster on Vontaze Burfitt. Yeah. Those are two hits that aren't a big deal five, ten years ago when we're watching football. Absolutely You not. don't even bat right. an eye. And that's why I feel like it was brutal. Like, I've seen games where guys got... Remember uh, the for the Bills, Everett? He got paralyzed in that game on yeah. special teams. Things happen. Like, I've seen games where guys here's, make a, do something where they get paralyzed or whatever, and I, I don't categorize the whole game as brutal. Here's I why, I feel, like, here's why I feel like this, this game was brutal, because you see a guy get scraped off the field, no feeling... In, in below right. his waist, and you're still going crazy. Like that didn't slow down the like. A lot of times, if you see that happen, guys tend to be a little bit more tentative. They're not. They're not going all out. Not and, five, ten years ago, man. I'm telling you, before the rule changes, that was this no, was football. It's, it's like, human it nature. Just, it's human nature to see somebody potentially lose the use of their legs and then be like, "I'm I'm gonna ease up a little bit because." I this guy may never walk again, and I don't want that to be me. So it's 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 human nature to just nah, bro, lighten up. And these the guys battle, are like, when you're out nope, there on the battlefield, I'm a, still you take see your friend get shot head. in the head. You don't, you know, you don't stop firing your gun because all of a sudden you think you might get shot in the head. You just keep going, man. It's just sad, man. Oh, sorry, I've never been to war. I've just, uh... I mean, either I just, you know, I've heard a lot of guys talk about this, and I'm just trying to compare, I'm just trying to trying to do the whole war uh, comparison, but. At rate said Ryan Shazier really got his legs taken out from under him. <laughs> Damn. Oh man. Ooh, yeah. That one's a little harsh. Um anyway, so I would say that this game was uh but I feel like the Bengals Steelers games are always more amped up than than other games. But it is more of the, a that, but that's the problem and the overall thing that we're talking about here is now it takes certain games to get it to where it was 10, 15 yeah, years yeah. ago for every single game where True. I could watch football and you'd see those hard hits and those, you know, oh my God, a guy got. And Brown, Antonio Brown catches the ball, got smashed by a look, and I didn't think anything of it, 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 it watching football a few years ago. But immediately people were like, oh, that's dirty and that's a fine. And I'm like, he hit him hard. Brown held on to the ball. What are we even talking about? Like, yeah, I don't understand. They say how... there's helmet to helmet contact, but I mean, in the context of hitting and playing the sport, I didn't think that Iloka lowered his helmet trying to make contact. He, like he kind of threw his forearm into it, but not really. Yeah, but like, forearm's fine. I'm saying he didn't like lower his head and say, right, right. "Hey, I'm gonna use right. my head as a battering no, ram and I try agree. to knock him out." I agree, and that's kind of my issue with uh, not only the NFL rule but also the targeting rule in in college. Is these guys will go to break up a pass, right? And just the way. The receiver either ducks down or starts to fall, and helmets hit, and all of a sudden it's targeting. It's like that's not that's right. not where he was trying to hit. That's and where I the receiver that. came down to, which is what Mike Mitchell was talking about. You don't want to see right. that if the NFL go to that. But every passing day and every game that accidentally happens like this, 
I feel like we're moving closer and closer to that. All right, but not that. That's awful. So, me. devil's advocate, though, if you look at everything that the NFL is going through with all the CTE stuff and everything, they've got to do what whatever they can to to put up a legal defense that they're trying to protect players. Period. That's what this all comes down to. I know it comes down to money. I understand that. So it's. You can't blame them necessarily for doing it. We as fans just need to understand that shit is not going to be like it was 5, 10, 15 years ago ever again because of all this shit that we've learned since then. No, I I get why it's evolved. I don't deny. I, I don't. It's not as if I'm not sympathetic to the whole CTE and all that stuff. I, I understand that aspect of it. Like, I get that. We are now more knowledgeable about all the things that happen or can happen when you play football than we were 10, 15 years ago. I'm just saying, in general, regardless of knowing all that, I still, like, the, because of that, if this, this is the football I'm left with, I mean, my, my sport or my fanhood has waned because of it. I mean, yeah, and I think everybody's it's t- had it's taken away from what I really enjoy. Like, okay, if you're telling me that it's almost. It sounds crappy, but it's like, okay, I would either rather have the I don't know anything about CTE or injuries like that, and I get the hard-hitting, you know, smash-mouth football that I grew up watching and enjoyed and loved, and is why I, I, you know, really love the NFL, or I get nothing. Like, that's it. Like, oh, if you're telling me that it it could cause CTE and all that, then just shut it down. Like, give me one or give me nothing. Like, and and again, that's shitty to say because... People would say, well, there can be some middle ground and, the, you know, they change the world. And I'm like, no, I, I don't want to watch alternate football, which is essentially what I feel like I'm watching to what I grew up watching as a kid. Like, well, and you see it, too, with uh, with even in that game in particular, there was a play where Le'Veon Bell was going down the sidelines and two Bengals players just stopped. They just stopped and let him run right past him on the sideline and he scored. And there afterwards they said, well, I didn't want to get flagged for like pushing him while he was out of bounds. And that's, getting it. that's where and we that, are right now. In a way, that almost could be more dangerous for these guys too because if you, have, if you do have guys letting up, and I know I just, I'm contradicting what I just said no less than two minutes ago where guys will let up after something like Shazier's injury happens. But if guys are letting up, that's when more injuries are going to happen. Like these guys need to be a little bit more freer and, and play well, loose. Well, and I mean, I'm not even worried about injuries. You're saying it's like, well, they scored. That changes the outcome of the game because guys were, well, I was worried about getting a penalty, and instead he scored. Yeah. Well, that that changes the whole dynamics of the game because yeah. they're worried about something that if they are playing football, how they grew up playing it or how they were taught, you don't think twice about just hitting the guy and moving on. And again, I'm not advocating for guys getting hit out of bounds. I'm not advocating for any extension of the rules that were because I'm that. I mean, there's always there's always been dirty hits. There's always been plays after the whistle or plays like uh, you know getting hit out of bounds where it's like oh that's a clear violation. But if guys are consciously saying, well, there's this gray area where if I hit him when he's that close to out of bounds, I'm worried about getting flagged. That's yeah. a huge problem. That's a that's a very right? big that, problem. I mean, and that changes the that alters the game. Yeah. And I I, I don't want to watch the game where guys are scared to do what they've been trained to I do. I think in addition to the NFL being just that watered down product from what we saw a few years ago, the other problem is the fact that there is so many inconsistencies when it comes to punishment 
on these plays, these penalties. So if you look at those two plays you mentioned, George Iloka hitting Antonio Brown and the in the end zone, and then Schuster. the crock back. Yeah, both of them get a one-game suspension. Which is insane. I don't think either one of them should have gotten it. Iloka's, no. But then Iloka's gets reduced. They, they just yeah, give they him just a give fine. Yeah, they just give him a fine. And then Juju ends up getting the, that suspension stance. Right. I would say Juju's hit, looking at the rules, is probably cleaner than Iloka's hit. Like, I mean, well, no, I get the crackback crack block. I, in. I get one when, when they started this. When the, I, I feel like the whole rule change. There's two two rules that stand out to me as when the start of football flipping this whole thing. You got the tuck rule where on offense now. <laughs> no, no, I, I'm not. I'm not. I'm not being funny. I, I'm being. I'm. De- I'm being dead serious. There's the tuck rule where all of a sudden you had these weird rules where we don't understand what fumbles right. are, and, and that led to the catch rules and, and the, the football moves and all that right. shit on offense. Like That's all offensively where the tuck rule set this whole thing in motion where we don't know what's going on yeah. on offense. you got to possess and, and, it all yeah, the way down the to the Calvin ground. The Calvin Johnson and, rule that yeah. screwed everything up. Like, I feel like that was the genesis of that. And then the genesis of the, uh, the defensive rules is the crackback block because that was the... First thing, like between that and the horse collar tackle, where they said, "Hey," and I was totally fine with the crackback block. Like when I see it, I totally get why a guy looking in another direction, and then all of a sudden you have a guy just come up and forearm shiver him. I, I was fine with like I, I think it's clean football, and I mean you know yeah. have your head on a swivel. You need to be paying attention out there, and if you get blocked, that's your own fault. But I understood why they said, "All right, this is something that we're trying to eliminate because you're completely getting blindsided." Like that doesn't necessarily bind me, bother me. It's what came after and the evolution from the crackback block to where now all of a sudden the the big hit in the end zone yeah. by Iloka is now a penalty and it's like it went from the crackback block to all that and so the, who's, those yeah are, who's the defenseless player right and, and that, that's what I'm saying all the little technicalities that that were born out of that it like I said it's the tuck rule where the tuck rule was a rule that all of us all of us looked around and was like, wait a minute, we've never heard of this. But then from that, from there, you all of a sudden, you got a little bit more, and it was a little bit more, and a little bit more, to where now we, we have no idea what some of these plays are, and we're, we're waiting for a flag on offense and stuff, and the offensive rules have changed so much that it's changed football altogether. And like those are two things for me on offense and defense, where it's like that was the beginning of what we see now. You want to know how to fix the NFL? I got the solution right now. Six on six. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Six on six fixes everything because you don't like what. Okay, and what okay, so uh, Shitty saying uh, that it, the suspension wasn't because of the hit; it was because of Schuster no, standing. No, they over said him. it wasn't because of that. The NFL right. came out and said it. They it had nothing to that. do with the celebration. And, and Shitty being a Bengals fan, I understand how Bengals fans were really upset that Schuster stood over him and acting. Like, but again, I didn't, I didn't care. I, I was just gonna Who say again: if you're watching football and it's like, and that's your team, you love those moments and. Uh, as just a football fan, I love those moments. That's just a pure bravado. Like, yeah, motherfucker, I laid you out and what? And especially, especially a guy like perfect, right? A yeah, guy who right. is a notorious asshole. Right. Had that had that been a Bengal who laid out, say, um, James Harrison and stood over yeah. him. I'm pretty sure shit he would have been yeah, okay if, with it. If LaFell like, if LaFell lays out one of like if he lays out TJ Watt and does that. 
right. you know every Bengals fan is going to be like, or, oh, know, fuck yeah. Back in the day. Cincy if, shirts if, would have that printed in a second. Yeah. <laughs> and everybody, you know, and Bengals fans get on mad because, you know, uh, Heinz Ward was notorious for those crackback blocks. Like, he was one of those guys who, one, was a very good down-the-field blocker, but got in a lot of crackback blocks because, you know, once the ball flipped yeah. – he was knocking. He was looking to knock somebody out, and opposing teams would get pissed about that. But you know, again, if it was if the role was reversed, and it's that guy, you know, and that guy is on your team, or you know, he's the one getting knocked out, then you're perfectly fine with it. I I, I just find it all good, he, clean, hard football. Should he period. did say, "Come on, Sherm, if you believe that, I got some swamp land in Florida to sell you." All right, uh, I mean, that's let's take this call. Crap yeah. Sports, who's this? Fellas, it's shitty. Hey, man, we're just. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. It's like the, the, the messages are coming in, and I was like, he's not calling because it's not real time. Oh, wait, nope, there it is. What's happening, man? Long time listener, first time caller. <laughs> yeah, you've been waiting a while to say that, but go ahead. I have, and yes, I do take offense to the whole shitty as a Homer Bangle fan. You guys both know me better now. I'm not a Homer fan of any way. But. Sure, come on! You can't believe the whole. Well, the NFL said, "Come on, man!" You all right, know no, what it was you, all about. you make a you make a fair point, but and and maybe it is the fact that I don't like Vontez Perfect that I'm like, good, fuck him, <laughs> cool. <laughs> like I that also probably yeah, colors that my, does kinda, my opinion. It does kind of yeah color things a little bit for me, but you have to admit that like the fact that that one gets the one game penalty or the one game suspension, but Iloka's hit doesn't is. Kind of fucked up. Like you have to, oh, you have to admit. No question, it was bullshit. Okay, so at least we're on that same page. That that that's we the are. Case. And okay, yeah, while we, we while we've got you on the Rick line, was there. I saw right down there. We were both there. Uh, you know, it's just there's a there's a fine line. You guys are really touching on a lot of good things. Uh, and I have another point I want to bring up to that point too. Another idea that I actually had read on Twitter this week that I thought was a fantastic idea. Um, but now we can finish that point too. It's the committee piece of reviewing these, these hits and, you know, who's going to stay suspended, who's not going to be suspended, or who are you going to suspend for four games and so that way they can appeal it and knock it down to two. The whole thing is full of shit. Yeah, it's, it's kind of ridiculous. Hey, by the way, uh, Rate says you're a Homer Ohio State fan, a Homer Xavier fan, a Homer Cole Rain fan, and a Homer Tracy McGrady fan. You're He's the got you Homer of Homers, is what Rate says. One of those is true. One of those is the truth. Because Tracy McGrady is the greatest player of all time. If you think otherwise, you suck my dick. Okay, wait a minute. All right, so shitty while we got you on the line. And this was another problem that bothered me with the context of both of those suspensions, even with Iloka's getting reduced, is, okay, so those were both one-game suspensions. Even if you agree with those, then the other thing that happened this week with Gronk and his suspension... Gronk smash! And being the one-game suspension... Right, that that yeah, was complete I'm really glad you brought that bullshit. up. <laughs> glad you brought that up, Scott. Uh, thank you. No, yeah. here's what I think. <laughs> Here's what I think. Here's what I saw on Twitter. Somebody wrote this, and you, Twitter is the greatest thing of all time, by the way. The trolling is fantastic. <laughs> True. Uh, but somebody commented, and I absolutely 100% agree on this. Somebody said, so what happened if Gronk breaks this dude's neck? Does he still get a game? I think this person thinks, and I agree with them, if you injure a person on purpose, like the Juju Schuster, like the Iloka, more like like Gronk, if you injure an individual on purpose, you sit out for the length of their injury plus one game. 
however long that guy is out, oh, absolutely. you're That's out a good call. Yeah. until they come back. For sure. It's like the old the old suspensions in, in uh, Major League Baseball when starting pitchers get like a five-game suspension. And it's yeah, like, it's uh, bullshit. they're sitting out four of those. Yeah, like, start. you gave them a one-game right. suspension. Nothing. Yeah. No, but what yeah. if Gronk seriously injured this dude? What if he shazered this guy? He should be out for his career. If this guy never comes back and walks again, but Gronk gets one game, that's bullshit. He should sit, and I tell you, that would change the game. The late hits, the, the gruesome on-purpose penalties, those would go away if they know at any moment I could lose my job because this person could get hurt. That would change the game. No, I completely agree because Gronk was calculated. He, he, he was pissy and frustrated, and he dove at the dude with the intent of doing something. Now, I don't think he went in thinking, I'm going to concuss this guy, but you know what? You went in there like an asshole, and that's what happened, and absolutely he should sit all okay. of the games that this guy ends up sitting but, plus one. But let's, let's, take this, let's back this up a little bit. So you're, you're on board with this. This idea. I love of, that idea. Okay. Now crime has to fit the punishment. Okay, cool. So by the rules, Juju uh Schuster Smith's block was illegal. George Iloka's hit was illegal. Let's say George Iloka has that hit in the end zone and Antonio Brown's out for four weeks. You think George Iloka should be suspended for five, right? Absolutely. No question. Yeah. But you just said, Scott, how you don't like all this shit that's like making the game less intense yeah and well less it might be going through so, a tunnel so <laughs> breaking so, up basically if if that was an act no. and don't get me wrong i'm not saying it's it's a bad idea i i think it's a, a fantastic idea but it will 100 percent change the game in the direction you don't want it to change scott well no but i'm saying if, if it's if it's within the rules like once the rules made then that it should be adhered by i'm but not against not, yeah yeah i'm not, not against the like the point is the point is the rules the rules have changed in such a way that they're trying to discourage those big hits. They're trying to discourage they're trying to discourage that hit from Iloka. They're trying to discourage that crackback block. So whether or not the guy's suspended or whatever the punishment is doesn't matter. If you have that in there, if you have that penalty where a guy is suspended as long as the other guy's hurt, those hits aren't going to happen. So it doesn't fix the game the way you want it to be fixed. True. Lawyer. Well, Scott, you can't really have your, your cake and eat it too in that regard. Yeah, I, mean, it's, it's, I, I just the injuries say... are going to continue to pile up. Right, and it's just it's part of football. The whole thing. All I did when when Le'Veon tiptoed down the sidelines, and and I don't know who it was, whoever the two guys didn't hit him out of bounds. I didn't even really get mad about it. I get it. That's the state of football these days. You know, he doesn't want to get fined and possibly suspended for hitting a guy out of bounds. <laughs> I think that's the kind of thing that you take the good with the bad of the whole. You know, you, these guys are clearly out for blood. If you miss a tackle and somebody scores a touchdown, so be it. But this whole – that would change the game. If Iloka knows that if I mess Antonio Brown up, I'm done, he's not going to do it. Nor will Schmitz-Schuster. That will change it. Yeah, it 100% would change it. I think that's a, a good call-out. I think whoever came up with that idea is a good one. Raid Ray also wants yeah. to know if you're still on the phone. <laughs> I don't know if that was just a dig it shitty or if it was or if he because can't hurt, can't hurt anymore. It, well, like, just because uh, I was rambling there for a second. Um, yeah, fuck you, Rate. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I can't wait for Rate's call now after that one. <laughs> I'll let you go, fellas. Uh, shitty, this right, has shitty. been a fantastic call. Thank you for Good calling, talk, man. bud. Appreciate it. See you, man. I'll see you tomorrow. All, All right. right. Bye. <laughs> uh, he makes it. I mean, I, I think that is the way to fix the the injury issue yeah. but it doesn't fix what you were talking about about 
it's it's making catch, the game. It's a catch twenty two, right? I mean, so on the one hand, I want the game to be hard hitting, fast, and violent. On the other hand, if there's what I deem to be dirty plays, I also want there to be justice. So, and I mean, I get it. You you kind of can't have it both ways because yep. before, when there were hard hits, there was like no suspensions. Like nobody yeah. ever, nothing ever happened from those big hits or anything like that. Guys got injured or it was whatever. But I also think there's a a, a line where. You're talking about those hits within the context of the game, and then what Gronk did. I don't think what Gronk did, that's not part of the game. No, that's a bullshit. That, yeah, that should be penalized. I don't care if we're talking about uh, our father's football, yeah. our football, or the current football. That was a dirty-ass play that should have been f- suspended like, and the way fact more that than it was one only game one game is, was a fucking is joke. awful. Like joke. The NFL should awful. be ashamed of themselves that it was only one but game. But they're not. Again, <laughs> within the con- and, and it made it look worse. So that gets announced, and then you have this game, and then they announce the one game suspensions. You're like, wait a minute. Yeah. It was already already people were like, wow, one game, that's kind of shit. Right. And then they announced the suspensions for what you know everybody else thought was worse, and you're like, so how is the how is the that only one game? Yeah. The, these penalties are also only one game. Right. Like that, th- there's something that doesn't add up. Which let's segue into Roger Goodell getting his extension. <laughs> I was just because about to he's say. at the head of all this. Yeah. And it's it's literally like nobody <laughs> knows the right hand doesn't know what the left hand is doing. And I feel like it went from Roger Goodell was impeachable. Go ahead, finish that thought. No. Okay. I'm going to wait. <laughs> Craft Root Sports, who's this? This is right, goddammit. <laughs> there it is. What's up, buddy? How are you guys doing? Good, man. How are, good, you, bud? how are you feeling? I'm feeling fine. Right, how are good. you feeling? I'm good, man. Pretty I'm good, feeling bud. sick this week, you know, getting over a cold, but you know, I'm feeling pretty good. All right, good. I was worried that yeah. when I heard you were sick this week, I was worried that uh, you know, you were like pooping out your mouth or something. I don't know. You're curling one off. <laughs> you were curling like everywhere. <laughs> no, no, just uh, just got a little canine <laughs> flu from Lou the dog, but uh, but uh, we're we're both on the mend. Got to stop licking dog butthole, man. That's how that that happens. Dog flu. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. What hey, do you got um, for us, right? I was gonna. I was gonna wonder. You guys probably covered the crosstown shootout earlier in the show. I don't know. Oh, uh, we no. haven't gotten. How about that yeah, beatdown? Yeah. It was a fantastic game. I how, love how, it. How about the grown man not being a grown man and going after a college kid? How about that? That that to me is the biggest takeaway from the game. Well, that, <laughs> that was, is that not was the narrative. Scott. I was gonna mention. Um, not sure if you have, you guys have caught the uh, half dozen or so references on like national radio and stuff. Like Cronin's just turned into like the ultimate poor loser and. And just gets like thrown in with stuff. It's great. I've heard him mention like four or five times this week, and it's fantastic. And rightfully so. He's not taken seriously at all anymore. No, yeah. Lebetard railed on him this week. He, and there's, yeah, it was great. He deserves every bit of that because you are, you are the one that's supposed to be setting an example for your team. You're the and adult. you got, yeah, and you got <laughs> goaded into trying to fight a 20 year, 21 year old kid. Are you fucking kidding me? And let's be honest. Someone, I love JP, but I mean, he's a punk. He's so a you, douchebag. You, you, if he was on any other team, I'd be like, fuck this kid. <laughs> right. But because he's well, ours. JP so, played him. JP played him. He like, did. Yes, you know he we're totally did. JP. The dude's JP. You knew you were going to get that coming in, and, and Mick can't handle it. And yeah. I, someone needs to go get like a video montage of Mick just completely freaking out because he does it at every loss when something doesn't go his way. And then and then like play his like great speech from 
from the brawl about how he's like on his yeah, fucking high horse that, and stuff. That's, that everyone gave that's him so much to credit me for. the biggest it's so thing. hypocritical. I brought that up yeah. last week. Uh, there were some people at work talking about the, the fight, and I said that Mick's thing afterwards was just such bullshit. A PR it's, answer. It's so I'm funny. Tearing jerseys off of people well, in the locker. Well, it's so funny Fuck because you. at the time I I was really upset and embarrassed, like how Xavier handled it. I actually I actually was sitting there thinking, yeah, Mick did this really well. And as time went on, I realized I I, I was sold a con job. Yeah. And thinking back right. on it, it was even worse. <laughs> I thought, yeah, wow, this is the same Boy. guy who sold a dream right after the brawl and acted all high and mighty, but yet went after a kid. Yeah. Totally went after it. And not only that, let's go back and think about the Xavier point of view. Xavier is who they are, and they're fine with it. Xavier is zip them up, and we're cool with that, and we got swag and whatever. And the only people that aren't cool with it are these stodgy old administration idiots and, right. and like these donors. <laughs> the ones but who are like, them, like, I got to stand the up. The students love it. The players love it. That's our culture. We go out, we get road kills, we beat the shit out of teams, and we're gangsters, and it's badass. <laughs> And we owned it. <laughs> not we some, owned not it some thugs, we but still some own it now in like the underground. Look, it's I awesome. mean, it it comes down to every team that's a good team has to have some element of swagger to it. Like, right. you have to. You can't. You can't be this like old school Indiana white yeah, guys well, in fucking, short shorts. Yeah, I was gonna say, you know what I mean? Being like, humble at every turn yeah. about everything you got going right. on. We're that, talking that about doesn't work. we're talking about collegiate athletics. You need to otherwise, if you're if you don't have some element of that, the other team gets in your fucking head. Right. JP McCura style. Yep. Like that's what and happens. Kudos kudos to Chris Mack for you know, he he tried his best to stand by the guys back then but wasn't allowed. But He's letting his guys do their thing now, and it's awesome. Which brings me to my, the second reason for my call, and then I, and then I'll let you guys go. But you know, you know, I'm a big Louisville guy. I've got on allegedly very, very strong, very, very strong source close to Louisville that Chris Mack is most likely the next coach down there. Hmm. You think he's, he's, uh, Chris Mack has has confirmed to representatives of the University of Louisville that if offered the job, he would take it. And that included even before this season, he would have, before Louisville decided to go to the interim route, he would have taken the job. And he said he will absolutely take it next year, regardless of any kind of penalties or sanctions or anything like that. Because the more penalties they get, the bigger his paycheck is and the longer term his deal is. So I think he's the most likely candidate at this point. Apparently, Louisville still wants to talk to Sean Miller and Jay Wright and Greg Marshall, but Chris Max tops of the list. I hope your source is full so, of fucking shit. Right. <laughs> the, source is, the source is is very good. I'm not saying he's definitely going to go there, but if he's offered the job, I think he's gone. I mean, it'd be hard to turn so, down a job like that just be just money wise. Louisville can pay way more than Xavier can. Well, and you know what? Louisville's going to throw some money at somebody. Here, here's what I'll say and they're about have that. To with here's what I'll say about that. Yeah, is, exactly. They're going to have to. Is at this point where Xavier is at losing a Chris Mack isn't as detrimental as I feel like it would have been if they were still in the A10 because now being in the Big East, Xavier is in a position and, and they're because of Chris Mack a lot. <laughs> They're in a position to also go after a coach that 
is at another school that they can kind of steal and right. like kind of go and say, all right, well, we're going to go after this guy. It's not as if they're in a position, well, uh, we've got to take one of our assistants and this up-and-comer and, and right. go the, basically go the Chris Mack route because Chris Mack just ascended from Miller's. You mean go the Xavier route since yes, that model exactly. last Xavier's, <laughs> like if Xavier Xavier's clearly wants... moved up a tier. Yes, right? exactly. I mean, they've, they've... Xavier's a tier two or tier three, depending on how you want to slice. They moved up. When they got to the Big East, they went from four to three or from three to two or however you want to slice it, but they clearly have moved up a level. For they've sure. moved into the area where they can go take somebody else's coach. And because of where they're at, I feel less, I guess, like nervous about losing Mac than I would have prior to the move. Like, it'll suck, and I don't want to see it. But at the same time, I feel like Xavier is in a position to get a, a really good coach to replace him. Yeah. They're not uh, going to yeah, follow it up with well, some it's. I would asshole. not be as upset as I was when Mata left and when Miller left. Like, those right. two coaches, I was like, are you fucking kidding me? And, again, for a Louisville-type job, it's one of those where you're like, all right, well, we lost him to Louisville. Losing Miller to Arizona, to me, was a kick in the dick because I never really thought shit of Arizona. It was yeah. all, you know, Lute Olsen. Like, it wasn't... <laughs> Arizona Should. isn't a destination job. <laughs> Should he says, sad to say it, but Raid is spot on. Mick fell directly into JP's trap. I don't know why it's sad to say it. Oh, because Raid's right. Oh, okay. Oh, I get uh, it. Yeah, nobody <laughs> wants to admit Raid's right. Uh, Every once in a while. <laughs> well, Raid, thanks for the call, man. Appreciate it. Well, man. yeah, you heard it here first. Xavier goes to the final four this year, and then. Mac is gone to Louisville. You Both know those things are going to happen. And and if that happens fact. again, That's makes it makes it easier to I lose even Mac. Be upset. Yeah. If we go to the Final Four, then I, congratulations, <laughs> thanks for the memories. If it's, I would be perfectly fine. If it's fine like with a it. one and done in the tournament, and then, then he I'm leaves, pissed. I'm like, you motherfucker, right? You motherfucker. But yeah, Final Four, I'd be like, thanks, man, you got us to another level. You did it. Yeah, Have you did good. what no other coach has ever done. Cash that check, bro. Right. Cash that check. Do you, bro. <laughs> Do you. All, All right, boys. See you, Ray. All right, man. Lou Talk to you later. back in two weeks. Peace. All right, later, bud. See you, man. <laughs> yeah, with Ray and Lou both down this week, we don't have a lose-loser. Uh, but that's okay, because we do have an announcement. This good segue. Yeah, we'll talk about that. We, cool. Let's go on ahead and mention. Uh, so we've done the pick them all year <laughs> this year, and we until last week. Last week was the first week we had all NFL games. But if you listened last year when Mike and I were making picks, we did, and it's evolved this year. We did last year. We did three college games, three NFL games, two and two. It was, it was two and two. Yeah. Okay. For some reason, I thought it was three and three. Whatever. Nope, I don't even two. know our own goddamn show. But Miss Cleo. Yeah. <laughs> yes, Miss Cleo's picks. Call me now. So, <laughs> Mike and I didn't have the constraints of CBS, so we weren't beholden to anybody else like allowing us to pick certain teams. So we went through and we did college and NFL all the way through the end of the college season, and then. We also concluded through the end of the NFL season as far as yeah. picks all the way through the Super Bowl. Now, it got to the point where I was so far ahead that Mike, probably about five weeks out, had like no chance to even <laughs> catch up. No, I I was good up until it was like uh, two weeks left in the – I think I had to, I had to you beat had to you in the like, Super Bowl. I had to beat you in the – oh, that's what it was. I had to beat you in both championship games – and the Super Bowl in order to tie was what, yeah, okay. what it came down that's right. to. Something absurd. But anyway, so we stretched it all the way out. So the precedent is there, and that's always what we intended. And once it got down to this last two weeks where all of a sudden CBS said, uh, hey, we don't offer college oh, you know, games. Damn it. 
Okay, can Sorry. I finish? Or are you, you, yeah, you Yanni just burned me good. Okay, um, good. Well, it's probably duly noted. Um, anyway, before we get into that, so the the college games have kind of subsided because they've decided that the college season is over and they don't even allow you to pick. Well, And it will end at the end of the NFL regular season. It doesn't right, go through the Right, it does not playoffs. go through the postseason. But that's not going to stop <coughs> us. One, the the picks are going to keep going through the rest of the NFL season. So that's starters. It's going to keep going in the current pool we have. But once the bowl games start, we will be forming a bowl pick'em. And if you want to be considered for punishing Mike and I, you have to join the bowl pick'em and continue to add the picks. Now, those points will be added on, and since it'll just be us crunching math because... Obviously, it'll be two different pools, and they're not going to do it for us. But those points will be then added on to whatever current score you have in the league we have now. And then we'll also be doing a post-season NFL pool where you can gain points all the way through the Super Bowl. So the time that you will get to punish us will not be until after the Super Bowl is concluded or until we realize that you know, in a situation like Mike where, you know, we're so far out of it that we couldn't pass anybody. So as the current standings are right now where it's like I'm behind Yanni, Lou the Dog, Pat Sillery, and I... That's it. That's all you're behind, yeah. All right. You're tied tied with uh, Adrian. Right. And it's kind of been that same foursome right there at the top. But if it gets to the point where it's obvious that towards the end of the season where I I fall too far behind, whatever. No, no, no. This keeps going because... People can jump me still. Oh, no, no, no. What I'm saying is that's fine, okay. but I'm saying okay. it'll go all the way through. But I'm saying as far as like if you – you obviously you would get that point, but I'm saying if it, it stays with the same top foursome or fivesome or whatever and we get to a point where mathematically I can't catch them – then obviously it ends and we'll be done, even though even if it's like two or three weeks out. But yes, long story short, you must join the bull pick 'em and get us kill us in the NFL picks to so, also be considered. So uh Rate says, Oh my god, what a joke getting beat so bad told you creating a new Fucking league. told you I told you when this happened, you can you check the messages. You guys are shameless. Rate that I said Rate would be the first one to complain about the fact that there were extra games. Yeah. And Rate, all I gotta say is that the precedent is there. <laughs> we went all the way through last year. This was not intentional. This this is not an okie doke because and when we did, when we filled this out, I didn't realize that CBS cut it off. Right, we had like, no idea that they were just going to stop. That offering was just college the games. only site that let me do a Both mixture of, yes. of NFL. Every other site was like, you either could do a yeah, college you could do one or the or other. an NFL. Uh, before we get into that, Yanni said, "Are you going to talk about how Sherm is only beating one person in the tourney that has picked every single week?" <laughs> first of all, <laughs> first of all. Fuck you, Yanni, because uh, that is not true. I am beating at least three people who have picked every week. So three times as many as he claimed. He claimed one. Uh, uh, yeah, that's... Oh, shit. This is probably Ray. It's going to be a Ray calling to, to bitch. Yeah, <laughs> Grab Free Sports, who's this? Lou the dog is still going to beat your ass no matter how many of these things you guys start. <laughs> Thanks, Lou. <laughs> All right, Lou. <laughs> Look, 
I, I got no problem with Lou the dog being upset, but I mean, honestly, if you've been beating us for this long, or you know, it, it's gone this like you're gonna still beat me. Well, well yeah, you're definitely <laughs> still gonna beat you, but I mean, it's still a five game, four game cushion, which is what everybody has over me. That's ahead of me. It's almost impossible for me to come back. Like, I have to. I have to pick one better than you every single week for four weeks just to tie. <coughs> like it's welcome tough. to my world. <laughs> yeah, I mean it's tough. And so again, this isn't us trying to screw anybody or trying to fudge the results. This is honestly just us wanting to keep it up because it's fun every it week. It is super fun, right? Yeah. I mean, like it, this isn't this isn't an attempt to screw anybody. It's literally it's literally just hey, we want to keep this going. If this is fucking Lou the dog, though, I swear to God. Craft Fruit Sports, who's this? This is Joe. Hey, Joe, what's up, bud? Oh, not much. What's going on with you guys? Oh, you uh, know, getting drunk, getting heckled. Yeah, typical Friday lots night. Lots of heckled. <laughs> oh, Sounds Jesus about right. Christ, look at people calling in. Hang on, whoever was calling, we're talking to Joe. Uh, what do you got for us, man? <laughs> oh, not much. Just uh, want to know if you guys watched the NBA game over the NFL game, because it was way better last night. <laughs> I did not. Uh, Joe, I don't even I, know which NBA game you're referring to, but I can guarantee you I did not watch it. <laughs> I, I set up my Christmas Six, tree. So Sixers, Lakers. Oh, God. Unfortunately, I saw the ending of the game highlights earlier, and I'm like, fucking Lakers managed to pull it out? How? Right? Joe, let me, ask you, do. Let me ask you this. How do you feel about uh, Leandro Ball at this point? Like, Yeah, legit. Answer like yeah, one. looking at it because you are our basketball expert. You're completely the, you're, objective. What, what are do your you thoughts? think? Yeah, do you think he's where he should be? Do you think he's ahead of where he should be at this point? Do you think we should be buying into this type? Where oh. is Ball on the scale? Is of- he a fucking bust? <laughs> we want to know. Well, well, obviously you got to take it with a grain of salt. Saying rookie, he's gonna have his fucking struggles, obviously, but. It doesn't help that his dad just pulled both of his brothers and made both of his brothers ineligible from the NCAA and that he is his dad is literally creating a whirlwind of crap and shitstorm above his head. But as far as him playing, he is literally uh like if you want to think of like a high school senior playing in the NBA, that is literally what he's doing right now. And so he's Doing his best on a team of young men, you know, the Lakers are just the young guns going after it every single night trying to get their own, and he's just trying to put up numbers when he can. That's literally what he's doing. So uh, just like if you would think about football, you know, you got your own rookies and, you know, think about Jared Goff or Wentz when they had their rookie years when they struggled a little bit, and then here comes a sophomore. Uh, He's just – working his way through NBA is just a lot easier because it's uh, only five people. So he'll be, he'll be all right. But right now he's just being that rookie young gun struggling. So you think he ends up being uh, like, where, where do you think this career ends up? And I know it's a small sample size so far, and obviously there's a lot of hype around him, but uh, where do you think ball ends up as a, a professional in the NBA is, I mean, because we've seen high school seniors come into the NBA and immediately make an impact. Like you got Kobe, you got LeBron James. Those guys LeBron, come in. Yeah. yeah, they come in literally out of high school before this rule was put in place and dominate. And even some of these guys 
that are one and done in college and move in, they are immediate stars on their teams. Like, you know, you think John Wall, like those kind of guys end up being impact players who look like they're going to be, they're going to have great careers. So where does ball fall in, in that line? Well, unfortunately he has a lot of pressure on him. If he didn't have so much pressure, he would just be the guy that's your prototypical bench six man Mono, he could be the next Mono Ginobili if there was not so much pressure on him. He could literally run the sixth man of the year award for the next 10 years. Unfortunately, there's a lot of pressure of him being in L.A. and him <laughs> having the name, last name of Ball. Uh, so he he has a lot of pressure on him, a lot of expectations. And I do not think he's going to live up to all of those expectations. Um, and he may end up being like Stefan Marbury, getting a China gig for 10 years, getting his own statue over there. But <laughs> NBA-wise, he is a straight six-man, and he'll have to figure it out from there. All right, one more question about Ball, and then I'll drop this. Uh, Go ahead. Does he end up fucking a Kardashian? Oh, hell yes, he does. <laughs> He's gonna end up, that was a no-doubter. Whatever. Yeah, no. There's no <laughs> doubt. There is already all four of them in his mentions trying to hit him up, say what's up. LeVar has already reached out to Kendall and Ky- Kylie saying, hey, you want to date my son? He's just going after him. Chris Jenner's super pumped about this. She's like, oh man, oh, wait, yeah. we're gonna be on E and on Facebook. This is gonna be great. <laughs> that would be Crossover the greatest episodes. mob mafia, whatever <laughs> Facebook social media family ever. If you clash the balls and the Kardashians and Jenners, it would just the whole world would explode. Oh shit. Uh Joe, you wrote an awesome article on the the Craft Brew blog last week about the uh the patches on the NBA jerseys and how it's not yeah. as big of a deal as everybody made it out to be. Uh I I agree with you. I think I think you're 100% right on that. What do you got on tap for this week, man? Can you give us a little preview? Well, seeing as we're coming into the fact that football's winding down, everybody's going to start to be watching some basketball now. I mean, some a lot people of people are going to be like, oh, <laughs> fuck, he's still playing? Like, what the fuck is this dude still playing some basketball? So I'm going to be giving you your uh, top, your starting lineup top five with a six-man rotation of the old dudes keep cashing them checks, players that are just still around, still giving their all. You can definitely count on two Spurs, Tony Parker, Mon Ginobili in that lineup. You got Jason Terry still giving it. Hold on a second. I, mean, I know one name that's gonna, I know one name that better make it. My, my man Vince Carter from my Kings. That motherfucker oh, is still yeah. balling. Insanity. <laughs> still. He's still playing. Single, before every single warm up, he still gives a three and then follows that three up with a, a three sixty windmill dunk before yes. every single time he gets into the locker yes. room. Of course he's still cashing them checks. Hell yes. <laughs> Jason well, Terry hits about thirty threes before he's like, All right, I'm good to sit on the bench. It's all good. I'm gonna cash I'm gonna cash this eight million dollar check you wanna give me every single night. God. Whatever. 
<laughs> I'm looking. But yeah, everybody's to everybody's you know, football's winding a bit down. You're gonna start watching some basketball. I'm gonna give you the list of. Damn, he's still playing, people. <laughs> I'm looking forward he's to. He's still it. in the league. <laughs> that guy, that's still a guy. He's still here. Uh, look, definitely look forward to that, man. You got anything else for us, bud? No, I just want to give you a call in. Say what's up. All right, man. And uh, Mick Cronin, go suck it. <laughs> hey, hey, real, real quick, before we let you off the line, is Die Hard a Christmas movie? Oh. Die Hard is a Christmas movie. All right, Joe, well, you go out through a tunnel. You can go fuck literally, yourself. Goodbye. Literally Bye. every single song. Bye. Literally every single song in the movie is a Christmas song. Oh, God damn it. Joe, you're fucking worthless. We're going to talk about you not Christmas being a contributor song. anymore. You're fucking worthless. Goodbye. <laughs> All right, later, guys. Bye. Cheers, Joe. <laughs> God that fucking backfired it. on you. Yeah, that didn't fucking work. <laughs> fucking assholes. Uh, let's take a minute here and go back through the Facebook comments because Rate has gone on a tirade. Of course, and I he just want to. I just want to read these out. Um, now got a. <laughs> That's probably Rate. Rate <laughs> to fill you in on what he's been saying. <laughs> Craft Fruit Sports. Who's this? Hey, it's Tank. What's up? Hey, Tank. What's going on, bud? Not much. At what point in the show are we at at this point? Like, are we still talking about the NFL? I have no idea, we? man. It's all, it's all off the rails. We're, we're fucking out of it. I have no clue. Fair enough. <laughs> fucking bowl season's here. <laughs> Tank, I just want to know, what about uh, Truckosaurus? That's what, I'm, that's what I'm itching to hear about tonight. <laughs> I Seriously, dude. Like, I want to drive one of those things. I feel like it's the job everybody would, would lean for doing. Oh, shit. Tank started the whole conversation about the uh, the Monster Jam. Yeah. We were talking today. Yeah, no, I was no, we talking, talking today to him about, uh, we were talking about Truckosaurus and how amazing that would be to operate. We want to see two Truckosauruses, and Tank said he wants to see him fucking and make him like a what new Truckosaurus. <laughs> well, that's how evolution works. I mean, <laughs> you got to have, you know, I mean, that's just what it is. And that's how you get bigger truckosauruses. And then, you know, that's that's what we all go to the monster truck show for. <laughs> I just want to know, is it fucking rigged? Like, is it the Harlem Globetrotters? Is there a deal where, like, one guy wins? Or is this a legit competition? Because I, I want to gamble on it. I did not even know that there were points involved in monster truck rallies. I had no idea that that was even a thing I until you no said idea. that. How do you score points? And I as know. far as I was concerned, it was only a thing that I saw Sundays on a kid. Just Sunday, Sunday, Sunday. Come see this monster truck drive over all these piece of shit cars that are beat the fuck out. Like, I didn't think there was anything other than two. Than I didn't just know the, there was a competition. Just, that's what I'm saying. This, I thought it was just no. a spectacle it, of this big it, ass truck rolling all over all these beat up judges? cars. Like, is it like the Olympics where you got like dudes in suits that are like, no, yeah, that's a uh, Well, Russia it, got is banned it, if it is. is. There, it, is there drivers like and he's always coming in ninth and it's like now we got to trade out we got to get a rookie to come in here and replace him like how's that work <laughs> tank i don't know man you have blown my mind with it but i do want to research more on uh on the monster jam and figure this all i want to be a general manager that's that's my new goal <laughs> <laughs> oh shit uh what do you what else do you have for i'm sorry for the the sidetrack there what else you got for us tank 
and Metries. So that's my Friday. Wait, you were breaking up there, bud, for real. Like not just like Scott oh. making a joke. You were for real make you were for real breaking up. Oh, I just said my uh my wife says that my breath smells like uh mad tree and pizza, so that's my Friday night. <laughs> <laughs> that's a pretty solid Friday night. Oh man, what what IPAs were you drinking tonight? Oh dude, they got so many new ones over there. They got this thing called Tanaka, they got this thing called uh like full improvement or like or like full throttle or something. There's lots of things one there. They got a lemon lime one called Pixie. Just lots of beers. It's I don't want to think Friday. about lemon lime right now after that Smirnoff. I can't think about mm, lemon lime. You like the Smirnoff. Uh, <laughs> no, that was so disgusting. All right, Tank, before we let you go, is Die Hard a Christmas movie? That was where I was going. Thank you. Uh, not only is Die Hard a Christmas movie. God damn it. it back, Tank, back, you're done. Weapon, ah! <laughs> don't worry, Tank. I muted his mic. You're good. Everybody always forgets about Lisa Weapon. Also, it takes time at Christmas. And who doesn't want to see a buddy cop comedy where a guy gets tortured but then kills Gary Busey in the front yard? This is, this is why Die Hard's not a Christmas movie because he just brought up the fact that fucking Lethal Weapon could be considered a Christmas movie. I'm done here. I'm done, fucking done here. Tank, thanks for breaking Scott. I appreciate it, man. No problem. That's what I'm here to do. All right. Motherfucker. See you, bud. Bye. All right. Catch you guys later. Bye. See you, man. Guys, make sure you check out uh, oh, Tank's blog. So he's he's looking for names on this one. Lots of laughing emojis and uh, heart emojis on the page after that. Yeah, fuck all of you. <laughs> uh, yeah, this was... Uh, How can take was... Die Hard and shove it right up your fucking U-holes? <laughs> um, yeah, so... Um, uh, make sure you guys check out Tank's blog. That's what I was going to say. He's Tank is writing some awesome shit. He's got press creden- credentials for a, an MMA fight in Covington yes. tomorrow. Shout like, out to Tank. Uh, congratulations, <laughs> by the way. Killing it, uh, man. Mike informed me the middle of the week that you uh, were getting credentials based off of somebody having read your work. And, you know, props to you. That's, you know, we're just a platform, but you do all the writing and, you know, it's excellent. Go check so, out his shit. If you're uh, a fan of MMA, yeah. boxing, and wrestling. even if you're not, Tank puts together great articles that I I'm sitting there reading the shit, and I'm like, I don't know who the fuck he's talking about, but it's yeah. good writing. Yeah. <laughs> like I, I have no idea who he's talking about right now, but the, the writing's so good, I don't really give a shit. <laughs> All right, let's since we don't have Lou the dog, let's read Rate's uh, Facebook comments about the uh, <laughs> the pool pickum. So now you got to. Beat you three times. He spelled it wrong. Beat you three times. Join three pools. Run 10 miles. Swim the Ohio River. Eat a worm, etc. No one jumping Mike because most haven't picked and won't join. 69 new pools. This is absurd. I mean, how do you defend yourselves? Not if we're only 10% of the way through the total picks. Let's start a fantasy golf and NASCAR thing, too, and add those points. This is fucking absurd. <laughs> Oh, good Lord. Craft Root Sports, who's this? It is JB, goddamn. Oh, what's you up, JB, goddamn? <laughs> How you doing, man? What's going on, buddy? Uh, this is this is another fucking <laughs> diehard truther out here, so I don't fucking. Oh, fucking. I'll just sit over here. You two talk. <laughs> what's happening, man? Hey, uh, well, since I can't interrupt Lou the dog, I might as well interrupt uh, <laughs> Rate's Facebook time. So, 
That's cold, bro, but I dig it. <laughs> I, I knew you would. So here I am. What do you got for us, man? Uh, when's your when's your um, next breakdown? Uh, JB has been breaking down uh, NHL and giving all the, of us rookies. The Central Division is going to drop tomorrow. Awesome. Uh, that's a, then, dude, that's uh, a good breakdown. I, I, I the appreciate the division definitely before uh, the next uh, show. So awesome! I no, I appreciate. Well, let me know. You when got the, some time. The because... breakdown of Patrick is coming. That's <laughs> Whatever Patrick's. Hey, I, I was willing to go with, go with you on the uh, the Patrick versus Patrick going down. Yeah, no, you should. I mean, that's the, I'm telling you, that's why <laughs> the, this is what they want. They don't let them win, damn it. So, so what you're saying is you're rooting for the home team. Sure. All I know, <laughs> oh, look at all I know is when I saw that that headline and the, the because the, the away team, the away team is wearing white. Well, yeah, so no, but it's not even that. It's just me, right? the the context of it was you're pitting brother against brother and brother against brother, and I can't fucking have that. Like that's not fucking cool. That's this is how they win. Damn it! I've listened to Kanye songs. I get it. Uh, you don't know who Kanye is, you white motherfucker. I've, no, I've watched Keeping Up with the Kardashians. I know okay, who he sure. is. <laughs> Was he in Jodeci? You motherfucker. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> and this show is completely on the everybody. That's kind of like the best case scenario is you get a ball with a Kardashian so that we can just consolidate all the retardedness into one show. <laughs> and then we don't need two different shows on two different channels trying to, like, I mean, just... I'm cool with like, you know, one all of our consciousness. <laughs> I'm cool just with put them uh, all on one show, and then we can just ignore that one show. I'm cool with cutting down on competition on Facebook. Like since we're on Facebook, let's, we're cutting down that competition. Exactly. Get them back on. Right. E. Yeah. <laughs> you Best go. case scenario. <laughs> you go deal with Ryan Seacrest stuff. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> JB. What the fuck is going on in the NHL this this year, man? Because I haven't been paying attention at all. Vegas well, is tearing shit actually, up, motherfucker. I was going to kind of tie in with your uh, your NH or your uh, NFL talk. Um, you guys were talking about how uh, the Pittsburgh and Cincinnati game was kind of impacting how you remember the game ten years ago. And there were those interviews with some of the players saying you might as well put flags on us, blah, blah, blah. That same kind of argument was being brought into the NHL when they were taking out the blindside hits and the, the head down hits coming straight across the middle. And it actually kind of made the game better because now you have a whole lot of skilled players coming into the game, not having to worry about getting their head taken off and, getting concussions and sitting out for months at a time. And like, I actually like looking historically, like the nineties when you had like Scott Stevens coming over the middle and concussing Paul Korea and Eric Lindros. Fucking like, love that shit. The game's, <laughs> the game's kind of better now. No. Like you still have, you still have, as Scott would say, Patrick Subban coming over the middle and wrecking. Uh, I need, oh, oh, I, need uh, I need the more enforcers. I need more. The guy on the Bruins that I, I just posted the video. Is he not but it's actually me, a clean hit. He, he hits him below oh, the shoulders, JB got wrecks him, 
but everybody walks away either, from that's... it fine. Dude, both sides stay in the game, and everybody's what? cool, and oh, we keep like playing the game. Oh, that's cool. Well, I, I think it's I, – I would borderline call it football players' inability to relearn the game. I can't fucking remember. It's like... <laughs> I no, I mean no. There needs to be more Claude Lemieux, goddamn it! I need more enforcers. I like guys getting laid out. Like, give me that shit. <laughs> <laughs> so, so you're okay with uh, Monday night's game then? I was no. I, that's the thing. I was perfectly fine with Monday night's game. That to me was football. That was what I fell in love with. That was why I like football as much as I do. So you fell in love with like the most unwatchable shit I've ever seen this year. Wow. Monday night was unwatchable for you. I mean, because of the teams involved or because I, I tried watching it, but, Flags every third play, people not. Uh, but, okay, but, but no, no, no. Okay, but, but that's like, but that's where the game is at. But that's where the game is at now. Those same plays wouldn't have been flagged ten to fifteen years ago, but because the game has moved to where it is, now it's a flag. And it that's why also, I'm saying I don't like it is because there are so many flags, there are so many things that are penalized or whatever. That didn't happen. It was 10 also to 15 years it was ago. also a a uh, a crew and John Gruden mentioned this. You know the guy who's going to take over at Tennessee. He mentioned that uh, the the crew throws more flags than any other crew in the NFL. Okay, well and, that's that's and something to be said. It's a lot but. of uh, and the penalties weren't all these big. I mean those obviously got flagged too, but it was also a lot of bullshit holding calls and like terrible. Yeah, and, like and we were kind of over that on the group. So but. it was. It, that crew, I think, made that game worse than what it actually was, just because okay, of how well, awful that's fair, the crew is. I, I third quarter, I had to stop watching. It was I couldn't watch it. It was I had to stop watching because the season. start of the fourth quarter was eleven o'clock at night. Like that game took for fucking ever. To be perfectly honest, I yeah, didn't watch a single terrible. goddamn minute because I had to be to work at one thirty. And you weren't on Flying Pigskin so, this week. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, as you pointed out, motherfucker. <laughs> JB, I look forward to the next uh, the next blog post, bud. Oh, yeah, we'll, we'll be up. Go All Patrick. Right, bud. Cheers, man. We'll see you. All right. Have a good one, boys. <laughs> All right. Uh, I wanted to get into this. Uh, I don't think we're going to get to Rafael Palmero making a, a comeback into the major leagues. That's fine. That's absurd. That, uh, we're done with that. There you go. Like, it's fucking like, crazy, right? <laughs> 53 years old, he thinks he's going to make a comeback. Real quick and question on that. said he would skip the minors to real, do it. Yeah, real quick question on that. Do you think the reason why he wants to do that is to be eligible for the Hall of Fame ballot again? Is that the only reason why he wants to make it to the majors? I because does that reset the clock? Like, is he now uh, eligible uh, again? I heard that it doesn't, that in his retirement's official, and he's already on the ballot? He's off now. He fell off after... I think it was four years. He oh, got like, so he's already to that point where he fell off. Because he, oh, he had like 4% that. of the vote, and he fell yeah. off the okay. ballot. Well, no, I I don't even think it's that. I think it's just to stay relevant. He's and just fucking I think crazy. He just wants to erase that period of time. He thinks that by playing at this age, he can convince people that, oh, maybe he really wasn't on anything. Like It was all just natural skill, and whatever he might have done or didn't do didn't matter. Kind of like how... And I mean, I defend Bonds like this. The the argument for Bonds is Bonds was already a Hall of Famer, and what he did only enhanced 
sure. what he did. Like, you, you can't take away from Bonds the fact that he would have already been in the Hall of Fame. It just made it stupid, like, yeah. to a point of a level stupid. Like, if he hadn't have done roids, it would have been slightly less stupid, but it, it still would have been crazy. And so I think that's what Rafael Primero is trying to do is say, hey, look at me. I can still play at 53. You know what that means? I didn't need to cheat when I was, you know, 10, 15 years ago, right? Yeah. Because if I can do this at 53, why would I have done it then? It was clearly an accident or I clearly, you know, made a mistake. Because you're on steroids at I think 53. He's just That's trying what? to, yeah, right. <laughs> he's just trying to change the narrative, but it's like, dude, the ship has already sailed. Like, people already think what they're going to think about you. And I mean, I to me, I love Rafael Palmero as like a player. But when he went and finger wagged on fucking Capitol Hill, it ruined everything. It it it, it immediately just it was like it all right, like, I'm done. It sounds like the oh, that sounds so dirty. Finger wagging, right? No, but I mean everybody can <laughs> hey man, picture it in their I mind. Took that girl home last night. I did not do steroids. <laughs> it's and one of the most like, quoted. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it was just completely absurd. And then 15 minutes after that, first person ever to get suspended <laughs> for steroids, and you're like. Come on, man! So come on. I, when I heard the news about him trying to come back, I thought it was it would like reset his eligibility and he'd be able to be eligible for the Hall of Fame ballot again. That's why I thought he did it. If it doesn't, then he's really fucking crazy. If that if it did reset his eligibility, at least I'd be like, oh, okay, yeah, get your season in, enjoy your bullshit, and then fucking go back on the ballot, whatever. Let's talk about Hall of Fame ballots though, because I wanted to talk about this before. We get into consumer can it? There was a writer from Cleveland. Oh yeah, this asshole. This motherfucker. Now we we went through our major league uh, baseball Hall of Fame ballots a, a couple weeks ago, and you made fun of me because I had some Homer picks on there. But I am not to this. I level. made fun of you, but it was kind of tongue in cheek. Yeah, I mean, I only made fun of you because. It wasn't absurd. It was just, haha, you made homer picks. Right. This fucking guy. This though. guy made some real homer picks. So last year, and I don't even know this guy's name. I don't I don't really care. It doesn't the, matter. The guy's name. We'll La- call him See You Next Tuesday for short. <laughs> he submitted a, a ballot last year with no names on it. He did not pick anybody for the Hall of Fame last year. We'll get to that in one second. This year he submitted a ballot for Jim Tomey and Omar Vizquel. And that's it. Those were the only two players that he picked. He picked complete Cleveland homer picks. Jim Tomey, we talked about that. He's going to get in. He may not get in on this ballot, but he's getting in. So that vote, I'm that's, like, I was going to say, yeah, that's, yeah, that's a fine. perfectly fine vote. Omar Vizquel is compared to the other guys on the ballot. That ballot, that vote is bad because but again we think to not vote for anybody else well we think you don't omar vote for is Chipper getting, jones we got we think omar is getting in but it's not a not first first ballot, ballot. right yeah. so he doesn't vote for anybody else now let's go back to his ballot last year he did not submit any names what that means is that's different from abstaining now these writers can abstain where they don't send in a ballot and that means their vote just isn't counted at all but this motherfucker sent in a blank ballot and what that does is that counts everybody as so mad. A zero. So basically, so mad. anybody who's like right on the cusp, Vlad Guerrero, like he was right there. Didn't he have like seventy some percent? He missed it by just a little bit. He missed it by a hair as far as this guy's it. ballot knocked him, him down somewhat. And it's not a lot because there are a lot of ballots, so the percentage right. point it, isn't a ton. Yeah, but it's say, still enough his single to knock ballot down. But Overall, yeah, it knocks down percentage points for everybody because that's not counted as an abstention. That's counted as 
Nobody, nobody deserves this vote. Right. Zeros, and everybody gets knocked out. Which, at that bit. point, uh, Major League Baseball or the Hall of Fame committee, uh, whoever's heading this up, should just be like, should look at it and say, okay, if that's what you believe, fine. But this isn't something that we can tolerate overall because, yeah. I mean, if we're giving you a vote, we're asking you to vote for somebody. Yeah, yeah. Even if it would only be, even if you only voted for one person and said, well, this is the only person I feel, you voted for somebody. There's yeah. no way that every single year you could find a way, or any given year you could find a way to say, yeah, there's not a single person in the world who was eligible for the Hall of Fame. So on that premise, it th- they should already be like, all right, we're watching a close eye on you. Then... <laughs> the following year, when he goes straight Homer votes and just votes Tomei and Omar Vizquel, I'm pulling your shit. You're done. You're done. Yeah, you, yes. you're, you lose your vote. You're you're not even good at trolling anymore. You're out. <laughs> we we see what you're doing, and you, you, last year we, we thought, all right, whatever, we'll we'll ignore it. Everybody goes to zero, but we're watching you. And then the very next year, you turn around and you just go two people. They're both Cleveland Indians. You're near Cleveland guy. Clearly, you're just you're not taking this seriously. You're done. The uh, the thing that I read, and I think it's an awesome idea for these voters because this the Major League Hall of Fame is the only Hall of Fame that does this, where it gives the power to the the writers to to vote on the the class. And I think it's cool. I think that's a good idea because the writers do watch a lot of baseball. They understand the game, but there's also a lot of politicking and a lot of bullshit that goes into it as evidenced by this guy. But I think the the suggestion that I saw was one of the best. If there's a guy who gets 90% of the vote and you didn't vote for him, you lose your ballot. Yeah. Ken Griffey Jr. Absolutely. There are people yes. who did not vote for Ken Griffey the Jr. One, the one or two guys who were like, ah, just because. And, just and it, because he doesn't get it. He's, nobody deserves a first ballot. Well, fuck I was going to say, I was like, get the, fuck the, the whole, I know everybody else is going to vote for him, and I don't think it should be unanimous. Yeah. That's not, you know, the, nobody's worthy of that. Then you're right. done. Yep. You're out of here. You're out. You lost your we, vote. We don't have time for your bullshit. The other side to that is the suggestion was if they vote for somebody who receives less than 5% of the vote, they're also out. You're gone. Yeah. You're clearly picking somebody you're trolling. that nobody gives a shit about. You're yeah. being a douchebag. I was going to say, you you're not your, doing it. You lose your ballot. <laughs> I, think I love both of those suggestions. Yeah, those are completely legit, reasonable things because you're not taking it seriously on either end of the spectrum. I mean... Okay. Should, he, should he said, I didn't know J. Martinowski had a Hall of Fame vote. <laughs> Damn! <laughs> and that's a perfect uh, that's, that's, that's also right true. Let's get into Consumer Decada. That is a perfect way to get into Consumer Decada. Like, seriously. Thank you, Shitty. Wow. Luckily, I know for a fact Jay doesn't watch this, but he would be all kinds of bitching right now. <laughs> uh, Consumer Decada brought to you by Tavor.com. Make sure you guys uh, sign up through our website, craftbrewsports.com. You can get $10 off after your first order. Just go sign up. Uh, it's free to sign up, and you just buy whatever beers you want, and then they ship it to you, and it's shit like this. Tonight's beer, Cozier Sweater by Iron Horse Brewery. Scott, I'm going to give it to you first since you are already finished with yours. Consume it or can it? I'm consuming the hell out of this beer. Now, <clears throat> I will now. say. <laughs> I love when that. Nah, I, nah. I, I, will, I will say <laughs> that I decided early on that 
they hyped up the chocolate flavor and all that other stuff. And Snickerdoodle is what they mentioned. Yeah, no, and I'd say like right out of the gates, you tasted the chocolate and then it went away. And that's not a bad thing. Not necessarily a good thing for me because I really enjoy having that that flavor of chocolate all the way throughout. But just a damn good stout. And I know you didn't taste it, but for me, the, the bourbon barrel aging process like shined through all the way through. In fact, I think it intensified the more I drank. And I, I mean, that's weird because usually it's going to start off strong and then like lessen overall. And I think it went the opposite way. So I know you're about to tell me I never tasted the bourbon barrel and it sucked and blah, blah, blah. But for me, it's a consume. And I'll just, I'll just say, if you, can, if you come to this beer, and I remember when we read the description of this beer, me personally, I don't know about you, it was, holy shit, it, it, they're hyping up how much it tastes like chocolate. Yeah. We got to get this. I'm super excited about this. I don't care about any, about any of the rest of the description. And... I tasted chocolate off the first sip, and after that, chocolate was almost non-existent. But so I will agree a hundred percent with you. That chocolate taste was very forefront. I did not taste any bourbon barrel flavor to that, and absolutely, that chocolate flavor disappeared, and the bourbon barrel flavor came through in a big fucking way. (laughs) Right, and that made me love this. Like, so, so, so you funny. were you were mad that oh god damn it are you serious we're consuming our candidate right now you, you will hold on uh, you will not get your phone answered right now you will hold no the I'll answer on. it it's fine I'll answer it I'll answer it but I am consuming the shit out of this beer okay, consuming right. it craft uh, root sports who's this you're interrupting the best part of the show stop interrupting why who's this what's up it's I know who this is. <laughs> This this is the nefarious. Uh, this, this is the nefarious Yankees fan who calls into the fucking show. I know exactly that, who that voice this, is. This is Derek Jeter. Yeah, yeah, yeah Derek Jeter. Yeah. What the fuck do you want? I heard you said. I heard you fucking said I like dudes. You like dudes? I, I mean, you probably do. I heard you said I like dudes. Yeah, come down to Miami. Say that shit to my face. I will, because you know what? You're trying to hose Giancarlo Stanton, uh, a model citizen in the Marlins community. You're trying to hold him hostage from getting the deal to the city he wants after he signed a no-trade clause. You're trying to hard-hand him into, hey, we'll just trade everybody away, and you'll play with fucking nobody here in the, the, the heart of South Beach, or you'll go to one of these teams that gives us a, 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 what we think is a really great deal. Fuck you, Derek Jeter. You're worse than the GM that fucking ruled over your entire career. What do you say about that shit, motherfucker? Um, uh, <laughs> hey, guys, I gotta go. Hey, I gotta go. He hung up. Yes. Derek Jeter has no place on this show. So anyways, Run the chocolate shit. flavor got rid <laughs> <laughs> The bourbon barrel flavor came through, consuming the shit out of Okay, no, no, no. Okay, but real real serious for here for a moment. I actually thought, because I'm not even going to pretend you're, you're more of the beer guy, and what was it, last week or two weeks ago when we had the bourbon barrel aged beer? Or was it the rum barrel aged beer? And you, you said... I didn't taste it almost from yeah. the get go, and it never. And I was like, "Oh yeah, I tasted it, and it was really." 
and I feel like my palate is like not quite there as far as like being able to taste it. And your description being almost identical, I'm like, oh shit! Like, yeah, dude. No, <laughs> maybe it, I'm finally figuring it. One hundred percent. Like, I uh, the initial taste, I was like, this is all chocolate. There's right, all chocolate to this. I didn't taste any bourbon barrel action. I'm like, that's kind of disappointing. It was still a good beer. Initial tasting, I'm like, this yes. is good. But I also like came into it hoping for some bourbon flavor to it, and and then as it, it got, got on, I was like. Where'd the chocolate go? Like, it is gone, and this is all bourbon. When I refilled my glass, I thought, there's nothing chocolate about this. I don't know who wrote this description, but they're complete fucking liars. This is a bourbon barrel stout. Like, to me, yeah. that's... that's yeah, yeah. There's It begins no, and yeah. ends yeah. at... If you like a bourbon barrel stout, that's it. it Have is, this yeah. beer. That's and, all and you I want. And I do. And... Like there's a little, I guess there's a little hints of the chocolate. I don't of taste course. any of the other shit they talked about. No, I don't, no, no, like all the the orange peel and all that. No, uh, uh, yeah, all the fancy there was, shit. <laughs> there was chocolate, and then there was bourbon barrel, and that's it. And I love it. I'm on board. I'm consuming the shit out of it. But that's all I got. I didn't get it shit. Had else. a very three note: chocolate, yeah. bourbon barrel, and beer. <laughs> Hell yeah! <laughs> Two <laughs> consumes. <laughs> This has been uh, Consumer to Cannon brought to you by Tavor. <laughs> Be sure to sign up for that service. Uh, get $10 off your second order. And really, it order. is fucking awesome. Because th- that is how we get all these beers this that is we a are beer con- that currently drinking. We would never have seen. This doesn't exist in Ohio. It doesn't ship here. And like, I know people keep thinking or saying, yeah, 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 Tavor, we get it. You can't get the beers anywhere else. But for us, that's everything. Because we for the last year and a half had been trying all sorts of beers locally. And I don't want to say we exhausted it because there's always beers that we hadn't tried, but you get to a point where the beers aren't very appealing and you're like, well, I know I'm not going to like that or, okay, I've had that and he hasn't had it, but all right, we're just going to have it to where Tavor opens up this whole new world of beers across the country and beers that neither one of us have any access to. And that's the most exciting part. Is it's so good. Like I don't need to sell Tavor to any of you, except for the fact that if you want beers that you can't get locally, like do it. Like I mean, I, I, I'm not even trying to tell you that Tavor is something special. It's just literally the conduit to which you can get beers that you've read about or seen. I mean, I think about Pumpkinator, and I had seen that on a list of the top pumpkin beers. But yeah. dismissed it because I'm like, well, I I can't think I can't get that. You would never here, get so it. Yeah, yeah, whatever. And then Tavor opens up this whole new world where, hey, we've got this available. Do you want it? Well, fuck yes. <laughs> and, I mean, and that's how this cozier sweater is. It's like this isn't anything that I could get around here. And sure, it's just a bourbon barrel imperial stout, but it's one that's highly ranked, highly it's rated. And it's Such fucking fantastic. It's a really good beer. And Tavor is the conduit to which I was able to get this. So we have another. We endorse. have another Iron Horse beer under the bar too. So there's God. there's another one coming That's that fantastic. I'm really excited about. And this is a brewery I didn't know existed. Like I didn't even right. know it was there. And all of a sudden I get to have to fucking check that shit out. Uh, anyways, what a great fucking show, man. Um, Thank you guys for joining in and for uh, for all the calls. And uh, I can confirm to you that Die Hard 
is not a fucking Christmas movie. <laughs> I don't care what the fuck any of you assholes say. It's not a Christmas movie. Wham! is one of the best Christmas songs of all time. <laughs> Wake me up. Uh, no, it's not. It's uh, Wait, Last no, Christmas. Yeah, Last that Christmas. Is a, that is a Wham! Like, song. Uh, fuck uh, you. Yeah. That's a Wham! song. I know, but it's a Wham! song. God damn it. Uh, guys, make sure you guys uh, join the Facebook group to get all of these shenanigans. Yeah, to, to understand exactly You'll, what the hell we're talking uh, about. Just all search Craft Root Sports on Facebook. Uh, like the show on Facebook. You can join the group. Get in on all this craziness. You can follow us on Twitter at CraftBSports. Follow Scott at Scotty K underscore Junior. Follow me at Mike Burlon. Join the show and call in the drunk line anytime you want. 440-37-DRUNK. We will use your voicemail as a mini-sode or on the show. It will happen. I guarantee it. Just call in. Leave us whatever you want. Uh, we love hearing those voicemail messages. Uh, thank you guys for tuning in. Thanks for listening. Thanks for uh, sharing the episode. Uh, we will be back in two weeks. We're off yes, next week. Yes, we are off next week. It's the holidays. But, uh, we will be back for a Christmas no, episode. Wait, we make no apologies, but... It's been a long time since we both took a complete week yeah, off. Yeah, dude, it's going to be amazing. So it, it, enjoy not hearing <laughs> from us, but know that we will be around, and we're going to miss this shit. Yeah, it is. That makes the week after show, the the pre-Christmas show, it's going to be a damn It's going to be fucking amazing, because the following week, also off. Yeah. So you only have <laughs> one, one more, more, more Rude episode of 2017. Make sure you don't miss it. <laughs> we'll see you guys in two weeks. Cheers, everybody. Peace. We out. Die Hard isn't a movie. Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary, void, or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. Here at the Container Store, we believe you shouldn't be limited to just one happy place. Your home should be full of them. That's why we're giving you 30% off every custom alpha space. From closets and pantries to playrooms, offices, and garages, you can transform any area with alpha and save 30%. Here's another happy thought. Our design specialists will design your space for free. Get ready to discover your new happy place at the Container Store. Visit us in-store or online to get started with a free design.